Consequence Podcast Network. My friendship to all of you precludes my involvement with any one of you. But if you want to make love, then I do too. And I'll be right there behind you. Constant listeners, and welcome yet again to the Losers Club, a Stephen King podcast from Consequence of Sound. My name is Randall Colburn, and I am a host. And we today are welcoming some special guests to talk about Creep Show and Creep Show 2 and the Creep Show comic books and a lot of other fun stuff. So um, before we introduce our guests, we're going to say which losers are here. So you know I'm here. My name is Randall. Sitting across from me is Michael Rothman. And who are you? Oh, I'm editor-in-chief of Consequence of Sound. Very cool. And who's to my left? Well, I'm the um, the local creep around here. <laughs> I'm uh, Justin Gerber. I'm a senior writer at Consequence of Sound as well. Cool. And then uh, we have a couple guests from a podcast that I'm a big fan of. Uh, they love horror probably more than we do. These guys really love horror, and Brett sees more movies than anyone I've ever met in my entire life. So, Brett, why don't you say hi and introduce who's sitting next to you? Hello, hello. My name is Brett Arnold, co-host of the New Flash podcast. Thank you, Randall, for the plug. Uh, frequent guest of the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's been, he's been on. Is that you right? Twice. Once, twice. Oh, twice. Well, one, the, one and a half because I just recorded call? a message for you that one yeah, time. Yeah, he called in. It was clutch. I appreciated yeah. it. Of course. And uh, sitting next to me Hi. is uh, resident curmudgeon uh, Joe Avella. I disagree. I've, I think I'm quite gregarious. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Joe, I guys. Just really thanks wanna, for having me. Uh, yeah, I just can't wait to hear you defend Mother's Day. You guys are oh, I'll, I'll be defending Mother's Day a little bit as well. All right, <laughs> let's Father's get that straight. Day, I thought it was. It's Father's, Father's Day. We'll talk Father's about Troma's Day. Mother's Day as well. Why not? I actually really yeah, like Mother's not? Day because uh, I, I have like a huge Darren crush. I like Darren Bowsman's Mother's Day. It's actually <laughs> that, pretty good. Is that oh, the heard, one with that's... Jamie Lee Curtis? Or no, that's Mother's Boys. Never mind. <laughs> well, mo- the Mother's Day remake is with Rebecca De Mornay, right? Is that what you're yes. talking about? Yeah, yes. I still haven't seen that. I heard good things. It's fucked up. Can we watch it? Oh, I like to Oh, yeah, you can go now. please. Go now. It's encouraged. Hell, you know? hell yeah. Well, um, COS likes the foul language. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. We love it. Why don't you guys tell our listeners a little bit about your podcast and where they can find you? Uh, okay, so uh, the New Flesh podcast is a podcast about horror movies and all things tangentially related to horror and our lives. Uh, every week, me and Brett pick a somewhat uh, new horror release because luckily a, a good horror, uh, a horror movie comes out every week. Uh, usually they're sometimes are good, sometimes they're bad. Uh, we usually fill an hour we're talking about that movie and also what other horror-related movies we'd watch that week. Uh, people want to check us out. Search the Apple Podcast Store for The New Flesh, right? Yeah. Also, we're on Stitcher and Google Play and all those fun places. Oh, and SoundCloud. And SoundCloud. And Brett's on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, at Brett Redacted. I'm a, I've been called a high-volume tweeter, so beware. Yeah, heads up Well, on that's that. how I know how many movies you see. I'm always looking forward to the Brett review because you see literally everything. I see every piece of shit that... The studios put out, yes. Yeah, Which I appreciate, because sometimes the... something comes out that I'm like, this is a piece of shit, and then you're like, actually, it's pretty good. Actually, no. it's great. <laughs> we, we, we saw The Snowman last week, and we can confirm, a piece of shit. Wow. That I was like waiting that. for one of you to defend it. I was excited. No way. <laughs> no way. Let me tell you, that's a COS POS I've ever saw, right, guys? <laughs> hey, you can use that on your pod. Why have we that never cool. used that before? COS POS. <laughs> I think we've yeah, got a new feature. Weird. 
Instead of just one, instead of like a one star and F, a COS POS. Oh, that actually should have done that. That is. You should add that to the COS TOS for the future. I know you. I know you guys okay that for any future legal ramifications, we should probably delete this tape and use that going forward, and then start fresh. Hey, that's uh, that's how we go for it. To give our listeners an idea of your taste in horror, uh, Brett, Joe, why don't each of you share like one horror movie that you saw this year, a new one that you thought was really awesome. Jesus Christ. I oh, God. So Put me on the spot. Uh, yeah. the, the, the one that comes to mind that most people ha- I know haven't seen, uh, gr- uh, Girl with All the Gifts. Oh, that was so good. Oh, Did nice. That? That Is that the pissed. one with people. the girl's got that uh, contraption on gifts. her face? At Glenn Close? Yeah, there's a little girl. It's, a, it's like a post-apocalyptic zombie movie with, yeah. that does so many cool things with the genre that you wouldn't expect. Uh, and it's really bleak and dark, but it's really, it's really good. Yeah, we've that's been on, I feel like that's been on iTunes' recent discoveries for about eight months now. It's just oh, wow. Glenn, for me to watch Glenn it. Close yeah. is in it? Yeah. Glenn Close is surprisingly in it, yes. in it. Yeah. I did not um, know she was in it, yeah. That's how way, it's like content. That's a contender for best of the year for us. We loved it. I don't know what yeah. year that was. That may have been last year. Oh, I, was it? I thought it came I'm out not sure, I, but it, it was recent enough. Where I feel good plugging it, and I can nice. also do a anti plug. Go for it. Don't watch the Babysitter on Netflix. <laughs> hey, we oh, gave we gave, a, we gave it a, an F actually on. Oh, we gave it an F. We gave it a COS POS. Wow, COS POS. It was a COS POS. Hey, and real quick, and one that I want to throw out there that I've been finding myself hyping a lot in the last two weeks. I recently was put on Shutter. Found footage 3D in 2D. It's, I, don't know, I don't know if anyone has Shudder, but yeah, I'm a big found footage fan, so I want to see that. You're going to flip over because I, I was like, oh, this is going to be so dumb. And it says in 3D and 2D. So I'm like, what's with this dumb <laughs> movie, like a 3D movie that's not 3D. But man, it is a it's it's somewhat of a comedy. At least the first half is a comedy. Then it becomes all horror towards the end. Nice. And they and they it's pretty much a send up of the found footage horror genre without being too. Um, critical. It's really funny and clever. And we interviewed yesterday for an episode to come out next week, Sam Zimmerman of Shudder, which, oh, nice. by the way, you definitely should get him on the pod. He was great. It's going to be a great yeah. episode for us. And he gave us those old school 3D glasses, the one red, one bluish green, because starting, I don't know, maybe I this, this week, week yeah. they're going to be setting it up. So on Shudder, we'll have an option for that red and, uh, that, yeah, that red and blue version. So you can watch in 3D at home. Oh, that's super cool. But awesome. Anyway, but anyway, yeah, I highly recommend found footage 3D and 2D. Nice. Well, uh, that's great. Uh, the Glenn Close, speaking of, was in both movies we're here to talk about today. Creepshow and Creepshow 2. Oh, that's right. What? Yeah, She's not in Sure, it, but, it was in uh, between the big chill and fatal attraction. She I, managed you know, to pop big, up in Creepshow and Creepshow 2. Her scenes in the big chill are great. I, I especially I love when she's like crying. <laughs> I just frantically went to IMDb to be like, are you yeah. talking <laughs> about this? Uh, so remember, yeah, Glenn yeah. Close uh, was a, I'm a you know, trickster. Guys, did you guys but, miss Glenn? She was in Hook. She played a pirate. Oh, she sure yeah. did. So did so did Phil Collins. Too. Yeah. yeah. Fun fun facts. But, yeah, he pops um, up in there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. So let's. I'm just going to break down a little bit the movies we're talking about today. Uh, we're going to talk about Creep Show, 1982, directed by George Romero. It was Stephen King's first screenplay. Uh, it consists of five different stories plus a you know a looping not looping but kind of you know a, a wrap through line narrative yeah, yeah through line narrative F- starring F- Joe Hill his son well Joe King. Went Joe on King. To be Joe, Joe Hill. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, very, very cool. And I thought then, that was Glenn Close. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were so young. Glenn Close actually uh, is the wife of Atkins in the movie, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, just make that up. Yeah, we're, we're going to just like <laughs> confirm that that is true. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that was Stephen King's first screenplay. Also, I believe it was his on screen debut, right? As Jordy Verrill? 
Uh, yeah, because he did not appear in any of the earlier adaptations. So yeah, yeah that must have been his first one. Yeah, and uh, what a what a Wait, way was to he kick in Empire Strikes Back? Because uh, well, he's, <laughs> he's in the Shining years before. He's not in the Shining. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, all, right, so we're gonna talk about Creep Show. We've got facts. some trivia about Creep Show. Yeah. yeah, a lot of fun stuff. A lot of uh, a lot of. Um, uh, uh, opinions as well. And then we're also going to talk about Creep Show 2, which came out uh, five years later, 1987. And um, it's so that, bad. It's, it's pretty it's bad. So bad. It's pretty bad. That yeah. was directed by Michael Gornick, but it was written by George Romero. Fun uh, fact. Um, he really phoned that one in. I know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and that one's only on three segments, but it was initially supposed to be five, which we'll talk more about later. Mm-hmm. And then um, after all sun done, did you guys even know there's a Creep Show 3? Yes, I did, but I don't acknowledge it. Yeah, yes. exactly. That's probably the that's, best way. That's the, that's the best route. I think that's a Richard Rubenstein movie. He's, got, he's the guy that's got all those old Romero rights. So whatever. <laughs> he just threw that piece of shit out there. You know, technically Romero. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel bad if it's not Rubenstein. I feel bad, but I'm pretty sure it's Rubenstein. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Creep Show 3 came out. Um, Creep 3 came out uh, around. Oh, no, we can't say Creep 3 because no. there's actually Creep 1 C3. and 2 now. Yeah. You can't say Creep 3 anymore. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's Creep 3. I. Because we know we're getting a Creep 3. But um, no, I think like yeah. he, Romero probably should have just done a 3, like Creep Show 3 back in like the late aughts. Like he was doing absolutely nothing other than these awful survival of the dead movies. And, you know, I, know, I like Land of the Dead, but I feel like he kind of mi- missed opportunity to not come back and do a Creep Show 3. I mean, Tales from, the, Tales from the Dark Side is basically Creep Show 3. It is. Yeah, because yeah. it was supposed to be, I think, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what Tom, use, Tom Savini calls it, Creep Show 3. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they use that, that one that didn't get in Creep Show 2 in that's Tales right. from the Dark yep. Side. Move it. the, it's the cat one the yeah. cat one yeah mm. yes. yeah we'll talk a little bit more about that and uh but yeah let's hop in so basically listeners we're going to uh, go segment by segment we all shared our favorite and least favorite segments in order and we couldn't we uh you know took the the data and made one master list and we're going to discuss those but not everybody agrees on this so uh there you know the, while this is the ranking we're offering up on the pod you know that doesn't mean that everyone agrees which hey it makes for more interesting listening i think we'll voice our opinions we'll voice our opinions yeah so i think uh we we all agreed however that probably the weakest <laughs> of the week was the wraparound story it's called the venus flytrap justin yeah oh, it's it's, oh. it's like the venus flytrap through line i guess for creep show 2 <laughs> So that's How fucking uh, that, stupid. Yeah, oh, it sucks it's so bad. What's with that dude so that was in the uh, truck Justin, delivering you, the comics? What was that all about? Uh, well, yeah, it, hey, that's it, Tom Savini in makeup, by the way. Is that right? It really yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, that is Tom Savini. It is. And it also He's looks like it's like filmed in England. Like it, it's supposed to be America, but it looks like it's like filmed in um, you know, some UK village. Yeah, or they, were, like they were they were driving away on the wrong side of the road or yeah, something like that. God. Uh. I, I just don't really. First off, I don't really need through lines for these so much. I mean, yeah. the first one we'll talk about later, obviously, because I just think it's so much more effective. But this is just so. First off, it starts off with it clearly had production value to do some sort of like live action through line here. Yeah, and they immediately j- jump to this garish fucking like awful animation <laughs> that's terrifying. It looks like 
like um, a poor man's version of heavy metal. You know what it looks like? I was I've been racking my brain the last couple of days after rewatching this. Did anybody ever see growing up the Care Bears movie? Oh yeah, it's like that Maybe. type of delayed animation where yeah, everything's but- kind of like floating, and then they'll catch up to the dialogue every once in a while. Yeah, very weird, but well, not like, not effective. Everyone's not as heads, effective as the Care Bears movie. Well, like everyone's heads, like like the, the the characters' heads, they all like work like almost like a vacuum cleaner bag. Like they keep going, like they keep expanding, and then like it, like you know decreasing, like over and over again. Like whenever they talk, like there's that the fat bully that like has like eyeliner like, for some reason. It looks like, like kind of like Ursula from Little Mermaid. Um, like his head just becomes a pear, and then it becomes a banana, like over and over. It's just fucking <laughs> weird. It's creepy as hell. I mean, it, and that's not the effect that they were going for in that sense. Like, I don't think they were trying to be scary with the animation style there. I just think it's we'll never know. Yeah, whatever. It's cheap as hell. It sucks. <laughs> it looks terrible, and 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 the worst part about it is that they commit to it so hard. Yeah, yes. they they do it the whole movie. I feel like when they got to the end, when the when the kids get eaten, but spoiler alert, the boys get eaten by giant <laughs> fly traps. Uh, that that maybe at once upon a time they had it written out like this is going to be really badass because the original, I guess we'll call it bumper or wraparound for Creep Show one didn't have that much animation in it. I mean, like you know, we see the kid. They had like with transitions. The yeah, right. It but was, I think yeah. this one. They might have like blown their budget or kind of. I mean, it sounds like Creepshow Two was a uh, 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 doomed production for many yeah. reasons. I mean, there's supposed to be five, it turned out three, and I feel like obviously they couldn't come up with the money to make giant, realistic-looking uh, Venus flytraps. They're like, well, we'll just animate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it, it was so it was a budget, it was it was budgetary reasons why they cut it from five to three. Like, maybe, yeah. maybe like Savini got really like he's like, I don't want to get back in that makeup. And he's like, Well, Tom, you're handling makeup for this movie, and he's like, Well, I'm not getting back into makeup. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, All right, I guess we'll animate draw. you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> send it to Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like I'll throw the comic out the very beginning. At the very end, I will wave goodbye. <laughs> That's all I will do. Yeah, so what? What what's story? What theme do you think is being told in this uh, wraparound? Uh, I don't. Don't be. Oh, don't, don't bully. Hit or something. Uh, yeah. Don't blow your budget early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, qu- quit a creep show one. I think is a lesson on this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's no- nothing jumps out at me. I mean, it's about what the the through line is. The kid, the kid likes creep show, yeah. Mag, uh, the comic. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and then he uh, was it the next one when the when he gets the the bulb. Yeah. And then after that, like a fat bully like steps on yeah. the bulb. Oh yeah. And then That's the so last weird. one is the bulbs. Well, you think he only has one bulb, but the reveal is. There are several, and he planted them already, I guess, in this, in yeah. this parking lot. <laughs> yeah. And then he just, like, this was well thought out, yeah. apparently. This kid had a plan. My, my favorite part is that the kid r- has literally no reaction to seeing the creep in the back of the truck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He just, like, stares like, like a fucking dumbass. Yeah. Oh, hey, like, what's he, up, buddy? <laughs> yeah, it's this horrifying leprechaun-looking person. And this idea <laughs> this idea that the kid is waiting for the delivery of the new creep show, it's like, hey, man, we still got to put him in the store and on the shelves. It's like, <laughs> you can't just take <laughs> newspaper he throws down five cents and grabs one it's like hey i'm here for the delivery it's like all right and they're gonna wait a day till we put it out so maybe it's oh. a statement on capitalism yeah that's what it is <laughs> so like were maybe. they delivering creep shows daily because it was <laughs> yeah, snacks it of like it that, that was the other yeah. thing yeah, like, the what, demand the... of creep shows in this town <laughs> well, what's the end game really for this creep i mean is he trying to like he's got first of all he's got a lot more stops to go Looks like he's by himself too <laughs> he's by yeah, himself that truck was packed with creep show magazines <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what i'm thinking <laughs> 
Was he lifting with his legs or his back? I'm concerned about this creep. Well, I'm, I'm a little concerned on what this says about the print industry also. Because, you know, look, mm. are, we, are, they, are they trying to say that, you know, newspapers are owned <laughs> by a, a bunch of creeps? Or, uh, which they are. <laughs> Mike, but, I just saw. Uh, <laughs> I imagine they're making a, another creep show now, and it's just uh, the creep at the, the computer hitting send. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Emailing them out. Ooh. <laughs> and his hand's kind of floating around as he hits enter. Well, I, I just don't know what the end game is, really, for this guy. Like... I don't know. Yeah, it's not clear. Spreading is, evil, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Spreading <laughs> evil, I think, is a good one. Is he, so, a, is he a creepy, like, uh, like evildoer, or is he just the guy who delivers papers? I don't and he's know. He's kind yeah. of creepy. I think he's the creepy. He evil. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's totally unrelated to Creepshow. He's yeah. just a weird dude that they hired. <laughs> I think he's running the show. That's my take on it. I will say, I do yeah. think he's running the show. Well, that's that's a bold take. I think he likes to get his hands dirty. I think he's both the publisher and the deliverer of Creep <laughs> Show. Do you, think he's, Mag- do you think he's modeled off of uh, William Randolph Hearst? Ooh. Yeah. And once again, just like Citizen Kane, they couldn't use Hearst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> use the, the creep. That's right. Yeah. So, so, uh, so, Joe Brett, on, the, on our show, we like to rate things on a scale of bright red Pennywise clown noses, which is appropriate for, you know, the Pennywise character, uh, yeah. which is, you know, one of the namesakes of our show. So we're going to give each segment a rating of one to five bright red Pennywise clown noses. So yeah. uh, would you kick us off by giving this segment uh, your clown nose rating? Yeah, zero. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> Unprecedented zero. Zero. There's going to be a lot of zeros. Put me in the COS Hall of Fame on that one. This is a zero (laughs) noser. An absolute zero noser. A nil noser. Uh, You know what? I'll I'll give it one. Yeah, I mean, the lowest one it gets, it gets. I'm going to give it one. You can also give half noses. Okay. All right. I'll give it a half a nose then. I'm going to give it a half (laughs) a nose because. Yeah. I'll give it a half nose because I think Tom Savini's makeup is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah and I we li- can't give it a zero, apparently. So it's <laughs> no, you can <laughs> give it a zero. You can yeah. go zero. I'm I sticking would, I, zero. I concur with the zero. I, I You know, it, it was a nice touch to put uh, two testicles at the bottom of uh, his uh, yeah, chin. Shit. But, um, <laughs> with like a wart on one of them, like, too. Way, way pre-Men uh, in Black Two The Balchinians, yes! Way before the Balchinians. Man. Uh, this movie Forget was on that. it. But I, I give it half and not zero because... I think the idea of giant Venus flytraps could be cool, but not an animation. So, like, the idea I was kind of with, yeah, uh, but it just didn't work at all. And the animation's so ugly. Yeah, it's oh, bad. It's, so it's really bizarre. It's, it's cheap. And they yeah. spend so much time with it. Like, at least with the first one, even with the stuff with Atkins and uh, our, you know, Joe Hill, Joe King. Well, they're, um, they're just booking. It was short. Yeah. You know, you'd see, like, little glimpses. And oh, it was, like, menacing yeah. enough to be, you know... I mean, right. guys, like my, my one note of everything on Creepshow 2 is every single segment is way too long. Yes. I can re uh, yeah. edit Creepshow 2 and it could be 30 minutes. And it's yeah. still it's a half hour shorter than the first Creepshow. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's, like, everyone is so long. That would be my note for all of them in there with the. With oh, so much talking in this movie. People are on talking. What are we going to do? What's going to happen? There's so much. T- it's, it's just too long. Speaking of a lot of talking, that yes. brings us to our next whoa, segment. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I given my nose. Oh, sorry. My bad. I forgot. We we haven't given our noses. Uh, so Justin? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm a big fan of the Care Bear movie. Can't say it enough. Um, however, the animation did not fly for me here. Um, <laughs> much like God. the hearts fly from the chests of the Care Bears. Oh, I'm going to... I don't... Thank you very much. I don't believe in um, in going lower than one. I want to. 
But I'm going to give this. I'm going to give this a, a one dozer. What? Who are we upholding this for? Like, we, yeah. we create their own rules. Like, You're creating go, arbitrary rules. Zero, zero. I'm creating an arbitrary rule for myself. For you, you guys okay. are more than welcome no. to give point two fives. Go for it. I, what a, what I, a wasted time. Um, no, I, I, I. Okay, that's fine. That's noble. Um, and you were zero. This is our worst segment, so it doesn't matter what uh, yeah. what yeah. our ranking. Start low. Start low. Yeah. Whoever out there is trying to figure out the calculations of, of the segments, yeah. you can good stop luck. right now. We're good. Are you a zero noser? Oh, I'm a zero. Okay, absolutely. I'm I'm point five, so I think that brings us. I think we're probably evening out at a point five. Yeah. Yes. Justin's got that one. It is at the bottom of this uh, from worst to the best ranking. So. It'll be an estimation sign one. That's what it's going to look okay, like. Okay, well, there we I go. I mean, if you multiply anything by zero, it's zero, though, right? There you I go. guess that's, that's a good true. point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that uh, all this talking, it brings us to our next segment, which is filled with lots and lots of talking. Oh, my God. So uh, it's called Old Chief Woodenhead. It's from Creepshow 2, and it's the first proper segment. Wait, did you say Old Chief no, cheap. Oh, I thought you said cheap, like uh, inexpensive or something. Well, it, it does look yeah. fairly cheap, but <laughs> uh, it, it upholds the creep show tradition of putting the shittiest stories first. Uh, that was a jab at Mother's Day. I can't wait to fight with you guys about it. Again, it's Father's Day. Father's again. Day. I disagree. Father's Day. Father's Day. <laughs> I got like my cake. A, is this like an edible we'll thing that, that, we'll we're, uh, <laughs> we're getting in here? Like, a what is, thing? Is this like an edible uh, complex that you got? You, you like, yeah, yeah, what's going on here? You don't, yeah. want, to, you don't want to talk about fathers. <laughs> Can we <laughs> turn this into a therapy session yeah. instead? <laughs> uh, uh, guys, we're talking about old Chief Woodenhead, and he would not be happy if he knew we were talking about uh, mothers and fathers instead yeah. of him. No. You're not alive, man. You can't be alive. So, uh, Mike, why don't you tell us what Old Chief Woodenhead is about? Uh, well, it's a great, great little uh, nice story about um, a small town that was clearly filmed in the Universal Studios back lot somewhere. <laughs> where, I feel right like the before, Bates Motel was on the other side of the camera. Exactly. Like right before you get to that like wooden diver that jumps in and you see Jaws, like the fin come out or whatever. Um, but it's, you know, it's about a, a nice little elderly couple named uh, Ray and Martha Spruce, who, uh, who was played by George Kennedy. And I don't remember uh, the woman's name. From the, the Naked Gun movies. Uh, George Kennedy. I love George Kennedy. He's great. Um, was expecting Nordberg uh, to hop out of this any moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> our boy, our, our boy OJ Simpson. Um, uh, it takes place in a small uh, fictional southwestern town called Dead River because that's creepy. And uh, basically, they run this like general goods store that's uh, pretty much dying. Uh, but they have like a nice uh, wooden uh, cigar store Indian that, that watches over everything, uh, and. They have a lot of bills that uh, are owed to them, and uh, this uh, this friendly Native American um, comes over and gives them uh, a bunch of uh, uh, jewelry, old yeah. artifacts, like sacred artifacts and jewelry for him to hold until he could pay his, his debt. Yeah. Unbelievable! I, already, this story falls apart. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> hey, I'm rich and successful, you're, and you're a poor old man. Here, hold on to my valuables. Bye. <laughs> Everything will be fine. Yeah. So. So, so then it turns out that the some of the mobsters show up. Well, it's his son. It's the uh, Native Amer- old Native American guy's son. I don't know if they're mobsters. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not his son. It's like the mobsters. Show up. Well, it should be noted. It should be noted that the Native American is give named the, Be- Benjamin White Moon. Give, give me the turquoise, see. Get on Hollywood, see. <laughs> give me my Tommy gun. Well, I mean, it's well, not well, even. It's not less absurd what it actually is. Yeah. I mean, yes. he really. He's like. 
this guy with flowing long hair. Oh my god! Uh, I'm going to Hollywood. Yeah, his motivation. And money. Is that his motivation? He just wants to like get a bunch well, of money. He's so, town. Yeah, because he's so he good keeps, looking, he's gonna make it in Hollywood. He keeps bringing it up over and over again. Even when he's by himself, he's talking out loud about how good looking he is and how he's gonna make it in well, Hollywood. What I love about this is that they use my favorite black hat actor, uh, uh, Holt McCallany, uh, yeah. who's who's on my uh, that's being played. Uh, he's playing uh, Benjamin's nephew. So, and if, you, if and he's by the way not Native American, not Native American <laughs> at all. So you know, it's a, it's a, it's no a, Holt is an ancient uh, Indian name. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> it's just Macaulay, <laughs> an old ancient Scottish Irish Native American name. Uh, so, anyways, uh, these this trio of thugs, uh, including one named Fatso, yeah. oh, oh, for fat Fats, stuff, fat stuff, yeah. fat, fat stuff, Fatso, Fatsy, berated the whole time. Yeah, he even calls him his slave, and he's like, yeah. "All right." We, we calls the other one the the rich boy, like rich boy, yeah, with rich the boy. Yeah. Which and that's hilarious because he's like lives in like a suburban house. Yeah, like, he did, they did okay when they when they went to the house. It's fine. <laughs> that actor's been in a lot. Well, he's of stuff. on the deuce. Right he's now. on the deuce right now. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Fat guy, stuff? No, rich, not fat rich stuff. Boy. The fat stuff's rich no longer boy. with us, probably. It's about oh, rich boy. Rich boy? Uh, yeah. You mean Andy Kavanaugh? That's, Andy Kavanaugh. That's yeah, Don Harvey. On. Are you saying fat stuff's no longer with us because of like health problems? <laughs> I'm making <laughs> assumptions left and right. I keep saying. Well, George Romero's gone. He's probably gone. His name is David Holbrook. I wonder if he's related to Hal Holbrook. Um, I, 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 I bet you he may be. Well, it's yeah. funny. <laughs> according I'll, to, I'll maybe make a bet with you. According to this, he also, uh, David Holbrook is a British writer, poet, and academic from uh, the uh, 19th century. And so that's Fatso? That's, that's apparently fat stuff. No, I'm just right. joking. It's, it's, not him. Oh. it's somebody different. Um, well, Fatso unfortunately shares the name David Holbrook, who was a poet. So I can't actually find him immediately because it's going to the poet. So let me. Let me We're just gonna is. assume he's dead. He's gonna. No, he's. <laughs> it looks like he's still alive. And he he appeared in a. Oh my god! He appeared in our favorite movie, A Return to Salem's Lot, in nineteen eighty seven. Oh no! Oh. Have you guys seen Return to Salem's oh, Lot? God, oh, have that awful movie. It is garbage. Well, it's. Oh God! This is great. So what's interesting is that according to IMDb, now Wiki. Wikipedia says that his name is Fat Stuff. Uh-huh. And that's in the movie. It's Fat mm-hmm. Stuff, right? Well, yes. not so, because on IMDb, he's credited as, this is great, Fatso Gribbins. <laughs> Gribbs. Did you say ribbons? Gribbins. Oh, Gribbins. Gribbins. Fatso Gribbins. That is like a name that we would come up with like when we do like our the fake, fake movie reviews. Fake movie reviews, yeah. Like, High Octane uh, Thrill Ride says Fatso uh, Gribbins. Fatso Gribbins from Milwaukee Press. Um, so that's, my new, yeah, that's my new like Alan Smithy for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to use that. So uh, they steal the valuables, this trio of It's punks. basically the crow. That's yeah. All, that's all it is. It's the crow. So you have like the, you know, these, these asshole guys that come in, they, they kill George Kennedy and his wife, and then the wooden Indian, the, 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 comes, the cigar store Indian comes, comes alive. Old chief. And they already spoiled that anyway because he was moving throughout this whole thing. Yeah, that's and true. I, I, they, they, they <laughs> absolutely destroy the reveal. I think even like two minutes into this like 45-minute endeavor. Yeah, he's like making um, faces and stuff. <laughs> oh, boy. I've so got they, two they, suggestions that could have made this better. Oh, what? I, I won't say good, but I will say better. Knock off 10 minutes. Yes. Easy. All right? Yes. Knock off 10 oh, minutes. Easily. Do not show the, the old moving. chief head moving. No. Yeah. Because I felt like when he was on the attack and you just see shadow. Yeah, that's cool. That was effective, that's I cool. thought. Yeah, but, but you've already you see seen this- him like like you see him like coming to life for five minutes. Like his, you know, his leg finally lifts up. He's painting himself with war paint. I'm like, OK, let's get let's go. Let's keep it going. We know what's going to happen yeah. here. Well, I, I particularly loved when we spent at least 25 minutes like setting up the town, which isn't really a town anyway, talking to his wife and 
um, or talking, you know, George Kennedy and Ray and Martha talking uh, and sharing other, you know, financial woes. And then also uh, being able to have this really long conversation between uh, Ray and Benjamin. That was that that was really necessary. For I me. think I that think was Ray definitely was, Romero's politics Jesus. coming through. And he was he was trying to make some commentary all, all over I the place. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing. It's so half assed, though, like none yeah. of none, none of the horror in this needed any of the backstory that we're, no. we're no, suffer, no. like we have to suffer through. And you're right that like watching old Chief Woodenhead walk like kills any sort of scariness <laughs> yeah, that happens. So it's like in the movie The Snowman when they keep, <laughs> they keep cutting away like they'll like say something dramatic and then it cuts to a snowman's face while like Orwellian music swells. Yeah, and you're like, this is hilarious. This yeah. is I guess funny. see I guess see the snowman and the Book of Henry as soon as possible. What was That's the what was double feature? What was the main bad guy with the long hair's name? What was his name? Sam. Was Sam. Moon. Yeah. What was it? Oh wait, are we talking about oh the the, the main we're guy? Back, we're back the to main guy is Hat. Sam. Yeah, yes. Sam is yeah. Holt McAllany, uh, who uh, yeah. who, who yeah. starred in Black Hat. Um, also, what's annoying about it is like he comes out, he's cl- he's clearly got this long hair that's like not real. I mean, it's like the worst. <laughs> oh, yeah. and he won't shut up about his hair. He's like, I'm going to Hollywood. This hair is so great. Look at my hair. Gotta take pictures of my hair. Hair, 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 hair. And you're like, well, clearly something's gonna happen with the hair. Because yeah. we, he's like, we're going to go to Hollywood and, and hair. It's just like, go, go to fucking Hollywood. Like, stop talking about your hair. Oh, and Indian scalp people. I wonder if these two things, facts are going to meet at the end of this thing at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what if Joe, the, what, Joe has seen movies before. Yeah. <laughs> what if the ending of this was, um, it's like a casting call and he stands up and he's been scalped. He's like, well, I'm not going to get this part. <laughs> yeah, that would be so much better. <laughs> you know, we would have cast you, but, you know, we're looking for somebody with long, flowing, Ooh, lustrous the, black hair. Yeah, we're looking for somebody with a nice black wig. <laughs> The audition uh, call clearly said non-scalped actors. <laughs> uh, no! I mean, it, it's uh, it's pretty funny that Sam is actually the most successful actor out of... Uh, one of the most successful actors out of this entire film. <laughs> yeah. Well, in real life. Playing this irrelevant... Uh, Role basically. I mean, he's killed off within two seconds. Like, even the payoff of his two death. seconds. His payoff. His payoff is <laughs> he. He doesn't even have to like. It's not even like torturous that much. He like runs away into his room, and then he goes to the wall. Well, the but thing like, that kills seconds not real or whatever. Yeah, the thing that kills the suspense is they actually like you said, Justin. If they just show the shadow, maybe like mm-hmm. I, like. They show old Woodenhead walking like in Billy's house, and like it can't move fast. Like it is, no. it's established that it can't move fast. And when he runs away, it's like, how did it get him again? Well, we, like, my, the biggest mystery of this entire thing, uh, the, or at least one of the biggest takeaways I could think of, was: is this production cheap enough that they actually couldn't afford a real statue and just had the actor stand there still <laughs> the entire time? Like, I wondered because, that also because there's portions where I I do kind of see it almost moving, and I can't tell if it's supposed to be, oh look it is actually alive and that you're at, he's maybe supposed to be or it was just a flub and they actually couldn't afford having a statue that somehow looked exactly like an actor that well they it's pretty good makeup then oh, I guess I think it might have just been an actor the whole time it could be I think it was what a unconvincing bold um, statement let's call Michael Gornick statue. the director right now and figure this out well let's see who plays him. Um, Wow, there's apparently there's three, oh, there's old three Chief Indian, there's himself. Indian one. Well, this is weird. So, well, the Kato, K- uh, K- uh, Kate Lee, Kato, Katie, what? Kato, Kato, Kalen, Kato, Kalen. So, there's two Napoleon brothers that played Indian number one. Well, yeah, I think there was the Native American, like, um, the older guy had a couple, like, yeah, his, his entourage with him, yeah. 
And then Tyrone Tyrone Tonto played Indian number two. I can't see anyone who played the actual Indian though. I think it. Ooh. I think it Kane was. A, oh, there it is. Okay, I see. So it's Dan Kamen. Yeah, Dan Cannon as uh, Old Chief Woodenhead. Ah, nice. so you got two, two white people playing Native American roles. Hey, no assumptions. God, the times. Yeah. All yeah. right, guys. Uh, what are our clown nose ratings here? I'm going to kick things off. I'm going to give this one bright red Pennywise clown nose, uh, mainly because I love George Kennedy and it was fun to see him a little bit. And um, uh, I like the scalping scene, even though it took forever to get to. And uh, and then the name Fatso Grivens. That's all that all together. That all gives me one clown nose. Justin, uh, I'm going to give it one and a half. Uh, Whoa. Uh, bright red Pennywise clown noses. Like, like I loved it. <laughs> one and a half. <laughs> Four stars. Uh, I'm going to give it the half. Like you said, Randall, I did like the shadow imagery. And I don't know if I felt good about seeing George Kennedy or sad. But um, I yeah, was happy to see him. Shotgun in his chest. And, yeah. and I'll tell you what: the way that his wife takes that shotgun blast, what a champ! It's yeah, actually I mean, incredible. incredible. She yeah. doesn't even move. There. <laughs> yeah, move. That, that was another thing: is that the fact that when they get shot with arguably one of the heaviest artillery yeah. that you could get shot with, they they still stand. <laughs> they're, they're not. They're yeah, not she like slowly slumps to the ground. Bruises are fucking tanks. Yeah, the d- depression uh. era. They can handle anything. <laughs> There's more of that Romero commentary coming through. Mike, you're a... Well, maybe it's like a kind of... Maybe it's like a follow-up to Cool Hand Luke, because uh, George Kennedy's in that movie also, and... I know. Um, so he won the Academy Award for that. Yeah, but, like, you know how, like, in Cool Hand Luke, uh, Cool Hand Luke, like, can't, like... He always falls... He, like, tries to keep, like, going as much as he can. Oh. Remember, like, remember, when he's, like, remember digging... That scene in, remember that scene in Cool Hand Luke where he gets shot with a shotgun? Yeah. <laughs> and he Actually, moves he forward. does, though, doesn't he? Does, well, the, the original tell I think, was a uh, Cool Hand Luke. Oh, no, he uh, gets shot at the end but then not not to spoil cool cool hand luke for everyone but i think he not does to spoil get like a 50 year old movie yeah, yeah. sorry everybody yeah, spoiler no alert he dies there. at the end anyway um mike oh yeah my, my rating is uh one for this one i mean i love george kennedy like uh the next guy but that's that's not enough <laughs> You're to a save. big george kennedy <laughs> not, fan. not to save not enough to save this one i would put this like right above um Naked Gun three and a half or whatever. Not like no. thirty three and a third. I got thirty three and a third. And a half. No, I put thirty three and a third above this. Okay. Actually, yeah. no, just one though. One. Brett, your clown nose rating. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it a half, but I'm gonna switch it from clown noses to Nerdus's burritos. Oh God. <laughs> so I'm gonna give it half a burrito. Uh, I feel like I cut that out. Oh <laughs> uh, no, keep, we'll keep it in there. But I'm no just boy. kidding. Half. A <laughs> Yeah, I mean, really... I would love to give the zero clown nose, but I'm going to bump it up to a half because I looked up a picture of fat stuff and it reminded me that he was wearing a hat the whole time that said bullshit on it. The arrow went through the hat and... that said bullshit on it when he dies. Uh, oh, interesting. Well, you know He's what? also Why eating did... when it he dies, said too. Bullseye. Uh, that would have been that would have been another half star for me or half nose for me. Yeah. Half nose. Uh, I would have yeah, so gone the two. I think had you been able to cut out at least 10 minutes of whatever happens in the general store. This would have gotten at least a one and a half from me. Yeah. Maybe two. Hey, that's something to aspire to. It is something to aspire to. I think whoever out there is, like, maybe if Topher Grace does the uh, Creep Show 2 cut, like he did the Star Wars cut. He should do it. (laughs) You know, knock this down to one hour. And this was before James O'Barr, uh, uh, Wrote the crow. Ah, so I would. So you were adamant about this. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, wait a quick. Before uh, we move on, speaking of like what this may have inspired, um, do you think that the crypt keeper got his punny shtick? From the creep, because the creep is basically the the crypt creeper before the crypt keeper. You know what I'm no, saying? No, but but th- that's based on the old Tales from the Crypt EC comics, though. And, oh, is and that those, right? Yeah, and Vault of Horror and those. So the creep is. We'll talk about the comic later, which so is literally comic is Tales a total from the Crypt. Off from Crypt. It's basically yeah, it's inspired. All that's inspired from Tales from the Crypt, the actual I comics. See. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Love those puns. Yeah, what a hack move, uh, Stephen King. Um, Ooh. No, I'm joking. No, uh, let's move on to the next one. And now we're heading into creep show territory, not creep show Finally. two. So we're in uh so we're in King territory now, baby. And we are talking about Mother's Day. Father's Day. Mother's Day. Father's Day. Father's Day. Father's Day. Justin, the why father. Why don't you break down this piece of shit? No, no. I, I well, let me first of all. This, I think we're finally going to disagree on this one. This is not cos pos. All right. Yeah, thank you. This was my second favorite one. This is a good one. Um, okay. Well, long story short, I guess was it once a year on. On Father, I keep saying Mother's Day. On like Father's Day, over Randall. he doesn't even like this segment. He's going to tell me it's Mother's Day again. No, well, on, on Father's Day, to, uh, this family, this family of of just assholes, gets together and um, <laughs> they're talking about how um, years and years ago there's a rumor that I guess their aunt murdered her father for being an overbearing asshole and also for killing her, um, the love of her life. And so we we cut to now they're talking nonsense. You know, they're all a bunch of awful people. We're establishing that pretty much throughout the entire thing. Ed Harris. And and, and Ed, Ed Harris. Ed Harris with, with maybe hair or maybe the last time he wore a toupee. Wisps. Who knows? Wisps. Um, uh, Pre-abyss uh, Ed Harris. Well, be well before. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is second George Romero movie, as a matter of fact. But um, let's just say that some people venture out into the, uh, the cemetery. And let's just say that things go wrong. <laughs> Where's my cake? Or if I, 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 me personally, right? Because uh, Dad's coming home and he's uh, cleaning house. Papa's home. He wants that cake. <laughs> Daddy don't like. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so uh, what do we think about this, Justin? Like, wh- what appeals to you about? Here's about what appeals Mother's to me. Day? This is I, Randall. I agree with you on this. I'm happy that this was actually the first one. Well, I, well actually, we do disagree on this one because this kind of sets the table as to the tone of this movie. You know, what I mean, it, it's going to have all the it's, it's a very basic story. It's pretty easy you know, from point A to point Z, I guess. Um, it establishes the colors, the cinematography, the weird cuts with, you know, we, we'll see people screaming with that. Those strange backgrounds. Oh, right. It just like kind the com- of the comic. Yeah, aesthetic. I love yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that. And we'll talk about the Jordi Varel one. But for me, this didn't seem quite as long as that one. I love the makeup effects in this one, too. And I just love because as somebody who grew up on the Tales from the Crypt HBO series, this almost felt to me the most like a Tales from the Crypt episode. Yeah. Um, just with that real like gotcha ending, you know, with, that, like with, the, the, with, with him holding the, the cake and the candles and the head. The well, ending it's also like the know, whole like, fun. like damn the aristocratic like, you know, folks. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's all about, you know, because they're all morality tales. Yeah. And so this one's right. obviously about greed and everything else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Joe, what did you think? Uh, this is uh, one of my favorite ones. I like I, for all the reasons that he just said. Like I love, it's like visually so explosive when like the part where it comes through with the head and the guy's like oh my god and like the background changes and I think like it's just so beautiful and colorful and you know it it sets the tone for this movie. I mean movies like this in general can be very. 
I don't know, confusing or long or kind of scattershot. But whatever it's like, a creep show is like, it's very consistent. And this one just sets it off in the best way because it's like, it gets going right away. I mean, this guy crawls out of the thing. I, if I recall correctly, it was his ex-wife who was there at his grave kind of crying and comes yeah. out and she's just like oh shit and then like and then, then it's like okay now the family's like hey where's that old broad i'll go look for her and ed harris is walking around and he's like what's with this hole and he falls in and the dude's standing over and kind of like telepathically drops the giant uh tombstone. what do you call it? Tombstone. tombstone on him yeah, yeah and it's just and you're just like hell yeah creep it <laughs> out man like it's it, like like it moves like i have to say like the reason i like this one more than a few of the others and because i love creep show one is that you know Jor- the one with stephen king and jordy is a little little hokey and the cockroach one's a little, little takes a little while to get going, and the Ted Danson ones again, it's a little like, all right, all right, all right, get to it. But this is this one, I feel like it comes out the gate pretty strong, and then uh, the old guy just starts killing everyone. It's great. Yeah. Well, I'll say this: I agree with you 100 percent in that, and you, Justin, too. I think that's a good point that you brought up is that this really does set the tone because the problem with anthology movies. Uh, especially the ones that have sort of come out over the last several years because there was kind of a minor anthology boom with VHS and Southbound and everything. And there was solid stuff in those, but there really did seem to be a lack of um, aesthetic consistency and even storytelling consistency. It really felt like it was patched together by different people. And Mm -hmm. the nice thing about Creepshow is that it wasn't. This was George Romero and Stephen King, and they do establish a really strong tone, and the stories really do feel of the same universe, at least in the sense of they feel like they could be comic books, you know what I mean? Like, when even when you look at the VHS movies, which what binds them all together is they're essentially supposed to be found footage. A lot of them, like, they were, like, retconned into being found footage. Like, they Mm -hmm. didn't even... You know, right. that 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 style of filmmaking didn't even really suit it. But uh, but I guess my problem is I, I, I've always found this one to be I guess my I think my problem with a lot of the Tales from the Crypt and Tales from the Dark Side kind of shorts is that I always feel like I'm waiting for the last two minutes, you know, like yeah. I'm waiting for the very end because that's what always makes it all come together. But I often find the journey there to be really dull. And I, I so I, I think that with Father's Day, the way I've always felt about this one is that I just feel like it moves at like a really glacial it pace, does. which I which, you know, is kind of contrary to what you said, Joe, which you think it really moves. But I, I think that maybe and I don't know, maybe I need to revisit it because actually when I re- did my rewatch, I, I skipped the first two because I I hate them so much, which I should have rewatched them. But, uh, but it was, I I just always remember finding the beginning of creep show to be super dull. I I actually think that, you know, recently we went to go to the music box of horrors, uh, here in Chicago at the, at the music box, which hence the name. Um, (laughs) but, uh, early on they did this, uh, tribute to Romero and they actually did a short, um, called, uh, the facts in the case of Mr. Valdemar. And it's from that, that dual movie he did with, um, Argento with Argento, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and um, it was it was two evil eyes, is yeah, what it was based off, but like it was kind of a similar story to this in the sense of just like the you know the family member that's coming back, um, you know, as a corpse and taking getting revenge in its own family, and it's like kind of this lascivious family, like whatever. But the thing is, like to your point, Randall, like the the journey was far more interesting than the actual payoff, yeah, at the end, and. That was so watching that. I mean, granted, that's a 55 minute movie, and you also have Adrian Barbeau. Um, but what a babe who's actually in the crate later, crate later on. But um, it, it just felt it just kind of maximized the, the the story line a little bit more, like it had fun with it. Whereas oh, you with thought this that, one, so you thought that the tale, the two evil eyes one was better than the, than the Father's Day. Oh, yeah, 
Oh, see, there we go. I disagree with that. Oh, I think really? I think that the the two evil eyes entry that took way too long. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think there was I, I thought that the the stuff they did with that go, leading up to it was far more interesting than hey, let's go pal around in this mansion. Yeah, but it's a sh- it's, 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 it's not that crap. it can't be that long. Like, it's like fifteen twenty minutes tops. Too much for me. <laughs> it's uh, an anthology movie. Mike's you got to go scissors. Fast. Look, if you're in an anthology movie. Well, granted, I guess two evil eyes is too. But you got two <laughs> movies. Two movies in that one. This has got like what four, five, or five, 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 five. Yeah, you got you got to get, get going. Like get the get the people in there. Just have the birthday cake and just get to the payoff. Or, or what if, what I mean, I, opens, well, me, what if I, the first thing that happens is he just opens the door and says, Where, "Here's my I got my cake and it ends." <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I want to say though, like you guys are like, oh, it takes too yeah, long yeah, to get yeah. to it. If it takes too long to get to it, then I don't know how you can put Hitchhiker or The Raft or any of the other ones from two uh, ahead of this one. Because, I mean, compared to those, this movie is like as a tweet. Or this this one's a tweet. It's so quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but uh, it, Hitchhiker's got plenty of um, somebody of a uh, car action. Guys getting run over by cars and getting increasingly bloodier Give me a break. It takes her, the, the time it takes for her to get out of the Gigolo's apartment into her car is the length <laughs> of this entire one. I and the, the raft one, by the time that oil slick shows up, they've said oil slick 25 times, and we're <laughs> already right. on the middle of the Jordy one. I got to hear Brett's thoughts on uh, on uh, Father's Day. Uh, I ranked it as low as most of everyone else. Shut up, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like. I do enjoy uh, the silliness of the last reveal and like the the cake stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I actually really like the telepathic moving of the tombstone on the fi- on the head because just like. That's just like a base fear. I don't know. For me, it is just like a giant thing falling on your face and you can't yeah. move. Like that's horrifying. So like that really worked for me. But I really I agree that like the 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 hanging out in the with the descendants of Nathan for too long. I just yeah, these people are not fun to hang out with. Yeah, so I, I, I wasn't super into it and I was kind of ready to move on by the time it uh, it ended but I guess you know it doesn't it's not as long as the, as the bad ones in the second movie yeah well, it's, like they, it's like the if you're gonna have the you know if you're hanging out with all these like awful people at least make them like somewhat interesting like I think of like the movie Clue and they're most of the people in that movie are pretty awful and right. for the most part but they're all have like singular personalities that are interesting and that's, I mean, that's a comedy too though yeah, I mean, that's but an still, easier but you route. could still do something I mean this is a genre movie you could have fun with like the different characters I mean like well, what this one reminded me of, and not obviously as successful as this episode I'm about to mention, but anybody seen the Masks episode of The Twilight Zone? I've seen The Mask. Uh, we've, you know, uh, we've all seen Jim The Mask. carries The Mask? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, somebody stop me. Rod um, Serling's The Mask with Jim Carrey. Yes. Oh, I like that movie. I know, no, that, it, no, I know the segment you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of that, like the awful people that are just yes, waiting for it to all one. go wrong at the end. This one, the, it's like Mardi Gras, and then they all take Yeah, The Mask. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's a great one. We all wear masks. Why so, uh, they make it? <laughs> speak. No, I'm wearing one right now. For real. Okay, uh, uh, let's let's go around and give this uh, one some some noses. I'm gonna give it to. Uh, see, you kind of sold me a little bit. Hey, right. You and Joe did on it a <laughs> little bit, you. and I do like the final reveal. I'm gonna give it two and a half bright red Pennywise clown noses. Uh, I think it's a solid entry, but definitely not my favorite. Uh, that's my thought, uh, Justin. I'm gonna give it a three. I think it's just a light. Th- fluff of a horror intro to an anthology it's fun it's just a fun quick one a for me three, I gave it a for, for someone that was like three so praiseworthy of it you're yeah. kind of a three means it's pretty good yeah he's saving his fives for late i think it would be like my <laughs> sixth or seventh favorite <laughs> no, but one you like seemed you were like legitimately offended when we were talking about it the other day <laughs> well you're, you're I, like I think are you kidding I, no because you guys say you hate it and <laughs> i say it's pretty good i that there you go well, i guess three is a like then three yeah. is a, i recommend it though i do like i enjoy right. it it's, it's a fun. facebook like mike i give it a two two why 
I, I you know, Ed Harris. Ed Harris. What? He, but he gives the two. That's it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch Ed Harris do anything. I'm, I, I, I'd probably watch Geostorm if it's on HBO because Ed Harris is in it. <laughs> oh, Ed like, Harris is in Geostorm. Ed Harris yeah. is in Geostorm? Yeah, sadly. Oh, All right. We're, we have to end this podcast. I'm going yeah. to see Geostorm right now. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. I was going to say, I'm like dying to hear your review of that, Brett. So I'll keep yeah, an eye I had, on Twitter. Uh, I was out of town all weekend. That's why I haven't seen the <laughs> shitty movies from this week, but I will. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Uh, Brett, what's your rating? Um, I'm going to give it two. Fuck you, yeah. Brett. <laughs> um, I'll give it two because I did. There are elements I do enjoy, but I didn't ultimately think it was all that great. I just can't wait to hear what you have to say about the hitchhiker. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you wanted to wait very long. Yeah. Uh, what what yeah. do you got, Joe? Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a four. Four. Four out of five Whoa. slices hey. of head cake. Four head <laughs> cake slices. Four head cake slices. Four burritos and four bright red penny mice clown Yeah. We're getting complex here. We'll look forward to hearing what our listeners have to say, uh, what their ratings are, and I hope they are as diverse as ours. Uh, let's move on. We're please going... keep in mind we're talking about Father's Day and not Mother's Day. Not Mother's Day. The trauma film. I, I Wait, when, do your, watch... when do your listeners even like chime in? Like do they, what, on Twitter? On, yeah, on yeah, yeah. yeah. Mainly on Facebook. Facebook, mostly. Twitter, Instagram. I, I would say uh, if you're looking for a good Father's Day movie, uh, stick yeah. to the Robin Williams, Billy Crystal. Uh, that movie sucks. <laughs> That's oh, a remake uh, of a French film. Money, Money, Bostons are in that movie. <laughs> I didn't write that. Yeah. Um, so let's move on. I, I'd say the next one is probably not anybody's favorite segment, but it's one that I think none of us can forget uh, because it is I, I think it's the kind of story that sort of sears itself under your brain. And that's the lonesome death of Jordy Verrill starring Stephen King in his film debut. Oh, you done it now, Jordy Verrill. You monkey. Two hundred dollars. For a break of media, Mr. Bell. You must be joking. I wouldn't give you two cents. Jordy Verrill from the Lone Kid. Verrill Mark's always in. You smell that kind of luck. B-A-D. Uh, Brett, do you want to give us a breakdown of what this one's about? Uh, actually, he cannot because he just went left to go get a beer. Oh, okay. No, I'm still here. Joe, you do it. Oh, okay, I'll do it. Go, 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 go. Fine. All right. Uh, all right, so... It's a farm, and uh, it's late at night, and a meteor crashes, or something crashes from outer space in the back, and out comes this, uh, we'll call him, for lack of a better description, a country blumpkin, played by uh, <laughs> Stephen King, known as the Jordy character in the, uh, in the title, and he's like, golly, or something like that, right? So he runs out, and he sees it, sure enough, it is a meteor, a meteorite, I think it's a meteorite if it lands on Earth, right, guys? Yeah, yeah. No, no idea? Okay. I'll say no, it's a meteor. Years. It's a meteor. Okay. Yeah. He's like, hell yeah, man. And then while he gets close to it, he touches it out, burns his finger because it's hot. And then he, starts, he has this daydream where he's like, oh, yo, uh, if I can turn this into science, they're going to pay me a lot of money. If I recall correctly, the high number was something like $200. It wasn't like – It's $200. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then he's like, oh, it's too hot, though. So he throws some water on it, it seems like, and the thing like breaks open and dries out and goo pours out of it. And I was like – he has a daydream of the, do- the doctor or scientist is like, you idiot, this thing isn't worth anything. And he's like, nah, I'm an idiot. So he <laughs> puts it in a bucket, sticks it somewhere, I forget, goes inside and watches TV. And he's watching TV, keeps licking his fingers like, oh, it burns, 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 burns. And then he looks at it and, oh, crap, some green stuff's growing on it. <laughs> and then throughout the course of it, he's panicking because he doesn't want to tell uh, the, the authorities because they'll saw off his hand or his arm or his whatever, and he's also, like, drinking fluids, and, it, and then it's on his tongue, and it's on his body, and it's growing everywhere, and lo and behold, whatever was in this meteorite, or meteor, it, whoa, a dog's barking, uh, <laughs> is some sort of green stuff that's growing fast, like a moss, 
that's growing on everything, including him. And he's really freaking out about it. And he's like drinking more fluids and stuff like that. And it's revealed that that is in fact why it's growing so fast. Yeah. And then yeah, that's a pretty good. Summary. Yeah, and then it eventually takes a bath uh, and stuff to him. This is like yeah, the Wikipedia summary. Oh, oh, did like, you want me to? Uh, did you want me to go to the ending? Uh, okay. Then Ooh, yeah, yeah, he, he uh, jumps into a bath and then. Oh man, the end of this one is actually like really sad. This is one yeah. thing that I have a problem with this one is that like it's kind of played up like goofy, like golly gee whiz, this stuff's yeah. grown. What do I do? And then in the next day he's like, I think he says something like, "Please God, let me be lucky on this one," as in to like shoot his head off and kill him. Is that what he meant? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says something really disturbing. Like God damn, that was like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that one. That's why that one ranked lower for me than this one. It was just like, the t- it, it shifts tonally at the end there. It's just like that ain't creep show. Yeah, too, I agree. I agree. And that's always been my issue with it is that like it's I, I, I wish it were like eight minutes and I wish that it were because it's so colorful and it does have a really great sort of uh, special effects like the design of it yeah. looks really neat. It very much looks like a comic book, but I find Stephen King's performance to be so hammy that I can't even watch it. Like it is so yeah. over the top, like it, it's suitable to, in a, to a degree, but he's, he's beyond caricature. And, uh, and then also it goes on too long and then also it ends so fucking tragically. I mean, it's in the title, the lonesome death yeah. of Jody Verrill, but it's just kind of like, why did it, it, why did the tone have to go from like one extreme to the other? What did you extreme? want? Like, a giving tree type thing where like yeah. you know a bunch of kids come over and like start playing like he's like or a tree maybe, now at the end I mean, he jumps into the tub so we kind of could have inferred what happens there and then maybe the next day someone else comes by and you just see like the whole house has been like oh the whole farm has been overgrown with just like moss and you think like oh yeah. well, he's he's gone there's also yeah. that kids are playing on it and then he's happy there's also he's not that, lonely I mean, anymore there's that stinger it. on the end of it that has like what the radio forecast that says like heavy rains are coming, mm-hmm. and then it's kind of like left with you to, to like, think that so like that's it's gonna, gonna take over. Yeah. Exactly. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I that's mean, a cool like scale thing. Like the scale of it's like wow, yeah. this is. Yeah, and King up. was always good at that. Like Night Shift, he was he was always good at ending these short stories with the sense that this could very well lead to the apocalypse, like yeah. like uh, gray matter and stuff. Well, yeah. that, that's one of the reasons why I I dig it in a way yeah. because. Well, what it's the core, I mean, it's originally it was um, published. It's called Weeds was the story. It was published in Cavalier magazine in May 1976. So it's actually, it wasn't actually like an original story for this movie. It was, it was actually previously written. Yeah, that and the crate, I believe. But the thing I love about this is that like King actually like was influenced by H.P. Lovecraft's The Color Out of Space. Now that's like, I've talked about that short story on this podcast a bunch of times. Like that's, that's one of my favorite short stories of all time. Like it's, it's terrifying. I mean, it's. Same type of premise, not hammy. Um, it's it's a little bit. It, it's it all takes place in New England, also. Um, but it's it's a very slow burn because you start seeing like vegetation gets all crazy. The animals get crazy. Like at one point in the story, like um, one of the far- like it's a farmer too. Just like uh, does he go golly gee? He doesn't do a golly gee. It's very like it's very very <laughs> stoic and um and, and patient and serious. I mean, there's like really creepy stuff. Like you see like the rabbits moving really fast. And, um, but what happens is that those who get infected by this like asteroid, um, they like turn to gray ash and it's like, it slowly just starts sucking the life out of everything. And it's like, it's a great story. So seeing that there was like a a nod to that was kind of cool on my Mm -hmm. end. So yeah, I mean, I agree tonally that I think it's all off and definitely off the charts, uh, with this. Um, but I do like the ending. Like, yeah. I, I do like that it comes back to some sort of place of horror. Um, and you're, it, it reminds me actually of like Cronenberg-esque uh-huh. where it's like, you know, the whole body horror uh, uh, element of it. Um, 
but you don't really give a shit about the person because he's so fucking stupid. And, <laughs> you know, he's so out there and he's just so like zany and like a cartoon. But the whole, the whole idea of him blowing his brains out and how like over the top that seems, there is something kind of funny about it. And it almost kind of seems like that encapsulates this, the style of creep show that they're trying to go for is just sure. like, yeah, it's pulpy comics, but it, you know, there are consequences to this. And, yeah. You know, like, so that kind of in a way reminded me of a little bit of like, um, Tales from the, the Tales from the Crypt thing yeah. and stuff. But hey, there's uh, there's one thing I want to point out for the rest of this. Uh, so Creepshow does this thing that I I just always noted that I I really like that I don't know why that in every one of the the original Creepshow segments they do this thing whenever someone becomes a monster they do this wicked voice effect that they all have. So the dad when he's like, "Where's my cake?" and then Jordy yeah. at the at the end of this one is like, "Please God," and then we'll see later when Ted, Ted Danson and the lady yeah. comes back and then. Um. Oh gosh, I'm just drawing a blank on the uh, the other ones. The crate anyway, and like, then the yes, the yes, yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like whenever I guess that's actually the only ones are the ones I mentioned where they're all like dead. They have like this like what's sort of like vibrato almost sort of like yeah. rrr, 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 rrr. It's, and it's, it's a gravelly you know, it's sound. Yeah, you know it's not. It's you know it's not digital. You know, so it's like there's like that old school like try to make a scary voice effect to it that I don't know, I just think is really awesome. I think so I did like I did like it. when he when he says that line, like how his voice sounds like it's just like that much more haunting. It's so effective. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. true. Like, Brett, what do you think about Jordy? Um I, I don't know. I, I can't get I can't take Stephen King acting seriously. <laughs> yeah. So it just it never I don't know. It never felt like uh, like a horror anthology thing to me. Yeah, and this this one's also like a painfully obvious uh, what I would say like allegory about his drinking. You know, yeah. like it, it's just it's just very like can't stop drinking, can't stop drinking. Oh, the drinking's making something bad. Better drink more, but I can't stop drinking. I want to drink so much. Oh, but it's making things worse. Ah, I'm gonna drink until I shoot myself. Like you know, because I don't know when this came around in the time of his sobriety. But that's also something you're just like, yeah, okay, I get it. Drinking's bad. He was probably trying to. Uh... He was probably in the sobering process, yeah, around no, this time. No, this is years before. Okay, <laughs> yeah, he, he, I never he thought about that, but this is actually a pretty good point yeah. you're making. This maybe this is, maybe there's an allegory that I wasn't thinking about at the time. Hey, uh, cool fun fact though, uh, the title itself is a reference to Bob Dylan's uh, "The Lonesome Death of Hattie Carroll." Ah, so uh, Mike's, well, got, Mike's got the old laptop pulled up. Looks like King's uh, still a little rock and roll. Loves right? that rock yeah, and roll. Yeah. Loves that rock and roll. Loves yeah. that rock and roll music. Justin, you're good. With, <laughs> yeah. Justin, you're good with dates. What book was coming out around the time that? This movie came out. This would have been, well, Gunslinger, I guess, had been started years earlier, and then different seasons was being worked on, and I guess the one before this would have been, well, Road Workers, what Firestarter, I guess, would have been around this yeah, time. Yeah, I guess probably. Firestarter. Yeah. Well, interesting. Because mm. well, this episode is actually going to come out before Gunslinger, but Gunslinger actually came out before Creepshow. Well, this the story, the Weeds, was actually written in 1976. Oh, so, so Jesus. He was well, there in, you go. That's in, way in full alcohol mode because he was kicking where, off. You know, that was like around the same time as The Shining almost. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. You know, Interesting. So, well, okay, yeah. let's give some noses for this one. Um, Mike, why don't you kick us off? I'll go with a two. Yeah. No, 2.5. 2.5 for this one. Uh, no, 2.25. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm not crazy about it. I just like the idea that it, it does. The color out of space nod is just is good for me, but you know everything else kind of sucks about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin, yeah. Randall's trying to run me out of here. I have not even talked about this yet. Oh, you haven't? <laughs> I know, I have. We're not used to having so many. Voices. I know it's hard to. I, to be fair, it's hard to juggle everybody right now. But um, I, uh, yeah, I'll give it like you know, 
two and a half probably too. But my thing with this one is I didn't have really a problem with the tone. I thought this one felt way too long. There were one too yeah. many uh, fantasy sequences. Yes, I thought. Agreed. Um, yeah, Stephen King is is pretty bad in this in this uh, <laughs> this movie. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I I do Still. actually like the the cruelty of the ending because that did remind me of Tales from the Crypt yeah, episodes absolutely. where yeah, it is totally. kind of this goofy affair and all of a sudden it's just this grim outcome. Like um, so I'm going to give it yeah two and a half bright red Pennywise clown noses, uh, f- two and a half burritos from Nerdist, <laughs> and uh, I'm back on go. two and a half now that Justin and then. Two and a half feedbacks from uh, what WTF with Mark Maron. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> uh, Joe, what's your rating? I'm going to give it a two for each uh, of the hundred of dollars that he wanted for his, uh, <laughs> for his meteors. Two, two, two gollies for me. Two gollies. Oh, How about you, Brett? Geez. Uh I'm going to also give it two because I don't think it's any... Uh, I don't think it's worse than Father's Day. Or I don't think it's better than Father's Day. It, it's and I it's gave, worse than Father's Day. And I Day. gave Father's Day, too, so I got to do that. Yeah. Word. Fair yeah, enough. I'm going to give it to... Um, I just can't get past Stephen King's performance in this. But Stephen King is brilliant in the next short that we're about to discuss, which is Joe's favorite, The Hitchhiker from Creepshow 2. What is he in uh, this one? He's the truck driver. He plays oh, the truck driver yeah, in it. And he's so good. No, I'm just kidding. He does the same shit he does. Pretty <laughs> barrel, but it's only for, <laughs> it's like, only for like 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's merciful. Hey, buddy. What the fuck happened? Looks like a black guy, huh? How you doing, lady? Thanks. Thanks for the ride. Thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride. Thanks for the ride, lady. How you doing, lady? Thanks. Thanks. Um, Justin, why don't you uh, explain this one for us? Okay, check it out. Lois Childs from Moonraker and uh, Ioni Sky's mother in Say Anything. And that's probably it for my knowledge for filmography. (laughs) She is uh, having an affair somewhere downtown with some hunk. And uh, she's heading home, and we all know where this is heading. She's heading home, and she's getting distracted. She's trying to figure out excuses to tell her husband. Mm -hmm. And she hits the titular character, the hitchhiker. (laughs) And um, I'll go back to my old, let's just say (laughs) things get worse from there. It's true. It's true. Um, You know, it's funny. I found out the hitchhiker who she hits and who keeps coming back to life and terrorizing her as she tries to get home is... George's boss on Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wait, which uh, boss? Wait, wait. Uh, Kruger? No. The um, it's during the Yankee years. I think he's the one that makes George do, get the the signed card for. Oh uh, yeah, I think yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's the same guy. Yeah, yeah Mister yeah. Morgan. Oh yeah, yeah and the yeah, one yeah, eventually yeah. gets Alzheimer's or whatever. Yeah. And the downtown. Oh wait, no, that's Wilhelm. Downtown. This is the. Yeah. Oh, wait, is it? It's no, not it's Wilhelm. the guy. It's the guy that he, that George gets fired. Yes, actually. the guy that George gets fired. Which is interesting because when we were watching this, I was because he's he's car, like they put a lot of makeup and you don't really see Which him yeah. a lot. Oh, I was yeah, saying how this reminded me. This this reminded me of the Tales from the Hood. Uh, episode that he's actually in. Oh, weird. Um, which uh, deals with like it was like the cop killer. Yeah, uh, or the or the um, no, not the cop killer, but the, the cops that like are you know the abusive cops or whatever. Right. Um, and then he gets revenge on them and keeps following them. Is it's that almost him? the same. Yeah, it's the same oh, guy. Wow. Oh, awesome. So he's played basically played the same role twice mm. in that. It's kind of eerie that he was the same person on that, but I don't know. It's very, it's almost the same presence. It's like it doesn't matter where the cops run. The guy is the guy finds them. 
um, it's it's yeah, it's so similar, and even like the themes of it are similar. Well, obviously, but we got to save that Sans for a Tales from the Hood episode. Yeah, that'll be a special <laughs> episode. But he was also in Weekend at Bernie's too. And oh, um, Weekend at Bernie's too. He's one of the voodoo guys. Yeah, that's right. Wow, I thought he played Bernie. He's in my uh, my favorite uh, 1995 classic, Forget Paris. Um, <laughs> you know what? I could defend. The, I'll defend the Forget Paris. Uh, um, uh, Brett, what do you think of this one? Uh, didn't I say? Oh, we're talking about the Hitchhiker. I was, I was yeah. lost in my. No, we're talking about Forget uh, Paris. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't seen that. Well, I think I think uh, both Brad and I can agree that this movie definitely this one definitely <laughs> starts off me. on the wrong foot. Well, we were talking about earlier about how like the beginning of this they end up talking for way too long about how much the gigolo should have charged her. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, it's just the whole thing. Of like, well, well he, I, I like the per orgasm charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and, nice. and what would have happened to Six her orgasm. if he did charge by the orgasm? And then the whole thing's like. <laughs> Oh, well, my husband is a... You can't sue me because my husband's a lawyer. Oh, well, why don't you leave him? Then I wouldn't have enough money to pay you by the orgasm. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Get in the car. <laughs> like, like, I can imagine the defense of this being... Yeah, this is, Rom- this is Romero's commentary on exposition. Exploration. The exposition goes so over the top. Like, she spends most of this talking to herself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. About money. About, yeah. about the way that nobody well, talks well, the hood, to The hood themselves. of the car is going to cost like, <laughs> like $2,500 and uh, no, maybe well, yeah, $3,000. It's like, she's what? talking herself like uh, out of turning herself in. She's yeah. like, uh, I'll, if I don't, I'll get away with it now. And if I don't, you know, I, if I feel guilty, I can she's always that, turn myself in she's later. She's got that lawyer husband that will definitely keep her uh, from the electric chair. And yeah, she's not talking about, like, <laughs> oh, how much this is going to cost, how much that's going to cost. It's like, what, what, why, like, what will they say when I bring them to the car repair place? They'll probably be like, hey, awesome. We're going to make so much money off of this damaged car. Like, <laughs> why do they give? Like, she's, she's, from my point of view, she would like, seem like so concerned about what the mechanic will say when he sees her dented hood. Like, why does that guy give a fuck? He's a mechanic. Yeah. And, and she, has no, she doesn't give a shit that, you know, the police are probably on her tail. And, um, yeah. You know. Well, she's got she, much she can get away with it. Well, the re, the, for me, the reason I, I rank this higher than some other ones, I got like on the same page as father's yes it is father's day god i almost corrected <laughs> myself yes, father's day. it's because i do feel like once that hitchhiker gets hit i i really enjoy the rest of this i just enjoy the repetition yeah, and yeah. i enjoy I certain shots especially the first time she sees him coming back when she's looking in the rearview mirror and she sees him way down the road and, and the makeup is catching great. up the makeup was yeah. it's really good and it just keeps building and building towards yeah, that the ending where his eyes are kind of hanging out and yeah. i don't know i i, I used to cr- appreciate that and the whole dover sign and Thanks for the right lady. Thanks for the right lady. It, like it doesn't weird, end in the right Like he's time, in some though. weird purgatory where he has to keep saying that over and over yeah. again or something. I don't know. It, don't, it you think this one kind, don't you think this one kind of rehashes the the much better one with Ted Danson from the first one where – We had mentioned you know, that when we watched right? it. Like, like it's kind of like a rich guy in that one. I know we'll get to it soon. Abuses of power, tries to kill someone. They come back. But then the whole thing about him like going into a room, shooting them, no matter what he does, or like on him and just saying the same thing over and over again. And this one is just like uh, I think like a slower, more boring version of that. I agree. Oh, I, I think this is more boring than the, the and, than the uh, something to tide you over by far. But I, I still enjoyed yeah. it, especially yeah. like I said, the latter half of it. We I, said I, I we, wish it had not been thirty minutes. Once again, like if there oh, were if there were yeah, five entries, this would have been twenty minutes. It probably would have been a lot better. It doesn't they don't really need to be this long and like yeah like the introduction is very long and even a lot of the stuff with their tribe at some point it gets just like old hat because you're like how many times are you going to watch her slam into a tree or you know crash into a, a bunch of bushes and the ups and downs of her are just insane yeah. like i mean she goes through like 
six or seven different peaks and valleys. Like, I mean, it's just like, how many times is she going to come to the same conclusion over and over right. again? I mean, and it's thinks just like, she got away with it. Yeah. 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 Like, and by the from, end, and by the end, when she's back at her house or whatever, like that whole section, that whole thing could have been cut. There's like, I think yeah. two to three minutes where she's just getting there. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, there's not even dialogue. It's just like, it's like it's like dead air, the equivalent of dead air. <laughs> and then, then well, they cut to they cut to Discovery and like the cars running and they open the garage and everything like that. And that there could have been like, oh, she must have killed herself or whatever. Right, that's what they're implying. Yeah. yeah, but like they yeah. just get to that. Yeah. I, for me, it's like, yeah, it, I agree with all those points, and I, it's way too long. But I guess, like, for this for this one, the escalation of the gore is, I think, what I really liked about it. The idea yeah. that we keep seeing this body, like, how long can this thing withstand before it become, starts, like, disintegrating into just, like, you know, uh, gore and tendons and muscle and shit. And because that's sort of what I that's what I enjoy about it a lot in the repetition. And we were joking that it reminded us all. I think we're all Twin Peaks fans, maybe. Just the God yep. of Light and then the... God of Light. I was going to say that, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, we were mm-hmm. laughing about that. So uh, there's, but that's the thing. There's really not that's, much to say uh, about David this one. Lynch. Was definitely uh, inspired by Creepshow. Imagine too. <laughs> David Lynch watching Creepshow too. Michael Imagine Gornick him watching that movie. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> what? Dover? <laughs> what does Dover mean? How many uh, orgasms? How many? <laughs> Joe, well, how many uh, how many noses uh, pies uh, do over we'll signs do you give this one? I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this one and a half gigolo orgasms. <laughs> I do not like this one. I do not like this one. It's a it's a boring one and a boring movie. I don't like. I, I clearly I don't like Creepshow two at all. And I don't you know this one considering how creep how the, the Creepshow one ends with arguably the best one. Uh, I just feel that this one it's like too little too late in a movie that isn't any good and as a stand on its own it's way too long and and just too repetitive so. Yeah, one and a half O's. Yeah, this it is a bizarre one to end on, I feel like. Yeah. Because it really is very threadbare. Because, um, yeah, I'd probably, I, I mean, I'd give it two and a half because I like the gore effects in it. And I like, I like sort of the last 10 minutes of it. Uh, I think it's, I think it's just really fun. But, uh, but I do agree with a lot of those points. But, you know, I'm going to give it two and a half bright red Pennywise clown noses. Uh, Justin? I'm going to give it three bright red Pennywise clown noses. Whoa. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I think it's a pretty good one. I think there are much better ones we're about to talk about, but I think of the, the, the quote-unquote, I guess the bottom half of the ten stories of the two movies, this is the best of, the, of those five, I guess. Sure, sure, sure. Brett, what do you think? Um, I am going to give it two and a half also because I do – if it were 20 minutes, I'd probably give it three or three and a half. Like I yeah, really I – I really liked uh, most of it, or like the good parts of it, but the bad parts are so confusingly drawn out that uh, I have to give it two and a half bright red Pennywise clown noses. Bright red Pennywise orgasms. <laughs> oh, God. Mike. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give it a two and a half because I'm a huge Tom Wright fan and um, I really liked his work in Seinfeld, as we mentioned before. <laughs> and uh, I think he did a better job uh, rebooting this for uh, Tales from the Hood, as I mentioned also before. So, yeah, I'm really I'm just leaning really hard on a Tom Wright here. And I think he did a fantastic job in being creepy. And, uh, you know, that's what this is all about. This How do you is, feel uh, about Tom Wright? Costanza, um, you might be my only friend around here. <laughs> that's the only line of his that I remember. He's, he's great in it. Uh, um, but, yeah, no, two and a half. Let's move on. Uh, what do we have next? Oh, we got. Let me bring it up one second. It's time to, it's time to jump into. Uh, it's time to jump into doll. the voodoo doll. I told you before, I didn't want you to read this crap. I never saw such rotten crap in my life. Where do you get this shit? Who sells it to you? 
I'm talking to you, young man. You want to answer me when I'm talking to you. You remember who puts the friggin' bread on the table around here, don't you? Stan, don't be too hard on him. All the kids are eating them. My boy isn't all the kids. You want to know where this is going, Billy? In the garbage. Right into the friggin' garbage. Now, you got any smart mouth about that? And that's oh, the wraparound. That's the wraparound segment from Creepshow One, starring Tom Atkins, future novelist Joe King slash Joe Hill. And uh, Mike, why don't you break this one down for us? I got to break down this one. Oh God! All right. Well, basically, it's you know you get your average kid. He's not really that average. He's kind of a dick. Um, he's growing. He's going to grow up to be a, a famous jerk. novelist. He's a jerk. He's a jerk. Kid. Average kid. I, actually, he's a dick. <laughs> he's kind of a dick. But aren't he, all uh, kids dicks? So I guess he is average. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, I guess he is an average kid. Then. Also, it begins with his father beating him. So. <laughs> his dad yeah, him like he it. slaps him. Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay, I guess he did yeah. slap. Yeah. Okay, so then we get a we get a, a, a nice kid <laughs> who's corrupted by uh, yeah. the horror and science fiction Ooh. and uh, digs revenge on his father for uh, not allowing him to uh, be a kid because um, he wants him to be a. It doesn't like Atkins like yell at him for for not you know for basically. Reading comic books, right? Basically, it's like go outside yeah, yeah. and play. He wants know, to go outside and be like a football star, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, basically, star. <laughs> like so that happens, and then he goes and orders this uh, voodoo doll and basically kills his dad. <laughs> and yeah, these place, are the bookends. It takes place on yeah. Halloween, but this stuff is the, the thing. The thing, look, this works because it's so minimal, mm-hmm. and you get Atkins. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love Atkins. I, love Atkins. Love Night him. of the Creeps. Thrill me, baby. Absolutely, yeah, he's, he's amazing. Movie. Halloween three, one of my favorites, yep. and. Roger, they took my daughter, Roger. You gotta find Roger, him. Please. Um, Roger, please. Roger, please. Please. Roger, please. They've got please, Roger. They got they got him. I'm I'm holding this 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 thing of milk that's gonna be shot through. Um but I uh Happy, yeah, so happy 30 year anniversary to Lethal Weapon, by the way. Love Lethal Weapon. Wow, um, so good. Wish, I wish Stephen King was involved in Lethal Weapon so we could have a three hour episode about that. Um, Just do it anyway. We I know, right? you don't have to follow your own rules that you set. Oh, yeah. I know what happens. Atkins comes back from the dead. <laughs> so it's a, it's a, it's a, with his know, gravelly voice. He's, uh, he's getting even with dad, basically. Mr. Joshua! <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So it's a, bunch, a kid that gets uh, gets evil, gets even with his dad, and then uh, the, the magazine gets thrown away. Tom Zavini finds it at the end, and you find out that... Uh, well, this actually is before that, because then they yeah. find out the thing was cut out. Because you're like, oh, wow, look, there's no ad for, you know, the, the thing to get the, the voodoo, voodoo dolls doll, yeah. gone. And then that's when you find out that he's going to take revenge on his dad. Does he actually kill his dad, though? I don't think so. No, he just gets, he just puts him in pain. I think, I think yeah. he does. Speaking I of Tales from the Hood, there's a voodoo I doll segment in that. There is that, yeah. yeah. I feel well, no, like I he does kill his dad, right? I think yeah. he kills him. I, I think he's think killing him. I think the whole thing was basically saying, like, Dad, you were overpower. You were power- overpowering me. Now I'm overpowering you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't know. But then if he if he kills a dad, then they have no like income because it's the '80s, and mom clearly isn't working. And is that better <laughs> off for them? I feel like that. <laughs> You're well, ruining the, this. That kid's not thinking. First of all, that kid's not thinking. I can only imagine that if it just ended with the, his dad running to the room and he's like, "Son," he goes. What? No, that wasn't doing anything. And it yeah. just cuts. And it cuts the animation. It's like, ooh, thanks for watching. I think it'd be cool <laughs> if, like, I, it would be cool if, like, Atkins came in. And he's just like, God, my back hurts, but I love you. <laughs> yeah. son, my, my back hurts, and it made me how much I love you. know, it's you. taking this voodoo doll incident like, to really son, you how much a, I love you. Son, do you want to go to a Minnesota Twins game with me? <laughs> <laughs> Those of you who think that he doesn't die, is it because? If he were to be murdered, you think that the movie would have like showed his head like bleeding or his neck bleeding? Or... Well, all of them are morality uh, plays, I guess. So it's kind of like, wouldn't it make more sense that like the abusee becomes the abuser, right? Well, yeah, mm. I think he abused him to death. Yeah, same. Uh. <laughs> 
I think and also so with these tales of the crypt things like the absolute. I mean, the, the moralities are dealt with in such absolutes. So I really felt like he was just like the most absolute thing that could happen. I think. Here is, I think what probably happens is um, they the, he's stabbing the voodoo doll. And then all of a sudden, short round comes around the corner and starts, wow. and starts strangling, you know, because it's the same. What was this? The same year, right? No, no it's no, like two years, so it's two years earlier. Two years earlier. Three years no, earlier. Maybe, maybe Temple Doom actually stole from a creep show. Hmm. Wow. But I, I would uh, say I th- he's dead. He's, got, he's, he's dead. dead. I think he's, he's dead. dead. All right. But well, I think it's funny that they're like implying like, oh, OK, so the dad's beating up on the kid. The kid takes Creepshow magazine. He reads it. And then he gets like this plan to like exact this like evil revenge against him. And it's like, yeah, I don't think the magazine did that. I think the uh, the hitting of, of, of a child <laughs> is why he's so angry and evil. Could have been any magazine. It could be a Sports Illustrated. It's sort of been like, I can't wait to kill that guy. Like, he's kicking the what, shit out of him. Like, well, that's you... probably was doing the damage. He would have ordered like a football phone from Sports Illustrated <laughs> to bludgeon his father to death. No, the sh- it would have been the shoe phone. Remember the shoe phone? Oh yeah. <laughs> I had, I think, the basketball version of that phone. Oh wow. It was I, it was it was in the same it was in the shape of the football, but it was in the basketball shape. Very I strange. Basketball phone. It was a, a Chicago Bulls version. Did it flip wow. like the thing flipped open? Yeah, it flipped it open. Yeah. It had the Bulls. Uh, with the music that plays and the bulls come out. Yeah, ready for oh, that? That's, that's pretty cool. cool. I'm no, just kidding, that that's wasn't from nice. Space. Yeah. <laughs> Needless to say, I was the coolest kid on the block. <laughs> I, had, I, had, I had one of those neon phones. My, my, my lamps. All right, guys, let's run down the noses. <laughs> run down the noses on this one real quick. Randy, how many noses? I'm gonna give this. I I'm gonna give this one. Uh, uh, two. No, I'm gonna give it three noses. I like it because it. I think it, you know, in terms of also, we talked about Father's Day setting the tone. I think this also sets up the sense of humor uh, and sort of the outsized comic kaleidoscopic kind of world of it. Uh, and it's such a relatable. I think the thing, if this is really trying to honor uh, EC Comics and everything, it really does take at least the people of the generation when this movie came out. It does take them back to their youth. And I think when you were reading those kind of comics, maybe in the fifties or the 60s that you were kind of your parents probably were looking at you with a raised eyebrow and being like what is wrong with you why are you reading that trash so I feel like it was a really smart segment to sort of wrap around and tell this and really prepare people for what they're about to see which is like you know these are the stories that scared us when we were young and uh, they're not going to be too crazy uh, and they're going to be kind of spooky and so for that reason I'm going to give it three bright red Pennywise clown noses Justin I'm also going to give it three bright red Pennywise clown noses yeah. um, I yeah. like I like that this is a that this story just serves as a bookends as opposed to a through line the only thing I actually like about creep show two I can't believe I'm saying this more than creep show <laughs> is that I do like the running narration that goes throughout it because that does remind me of the old tales from the crypt comics and, um, yeah. as well, I guess the series didn't do it so much. And as a matter of fact, in the comic adaptation of this, that Bernie Wrightson did with, with King, there is an absolute, um, th- there are many transitions in between stories, kind of like creep show too. Yeah. But I do think the story in this is, is, is small. It's not invasive. It gets to the point huh, literally with the uh, voodoo doll. Hey, and, um, hey, Good night, everybody. So yeah, I'm gonna give it three. It's it's a fun bookend. It's it's a good introduction. It's a good hope you hope you had a good time watching Creep Show. Mike, uh, I really hated the narration in the second one. I thought that kind of that was actually one of the things that uh, drove me nuts because you had to hear Tom's. Was, it's not even Tom Savini's voice. No, it's not Tom Savini's. No. Voice. but you just hear this like whoa. No, I like the idea of narration. I didn't oh, say yeah, that I okay. liked. All right, I just, well, yeah. Either way, uh, we're talking about Creep Show here. We're talking about Creep Show. Okay, well, I, I guess I'd give it three. I mean, it's it's simple. Yeah. I mean, it's just a rev, you know a nice little revenge story. Uh, Tom Atkins. Involving a father and son. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it's good. And it's got Atkins. What can I say? Where are you guys at? Joe? Noses? 
Uh, you know, actually, I think I'm just giving one three as well. Uh, the three voodoo dolls for me. I like. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, Atkins is my favorite with Night of the Creeps and uh, and of course Lethal Weapon and uh, this. I mean, I just and and of course Halloween three. I just love watching him in anything. And man, he plays a really good shitty dad. I mean, yeah. he really does. You with this dude. So yeah, I give it three. It's amazing how older he looks in this compared to when he was in Escape from New York. Like, literally, what was it? Like, the a year, year or two earlier, maybe a like, year earlier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's insane. I well, mean, he shaved his mustache. Yeah, I guess it does a lot of it. Uh, Brett? Uh, I'm also going to give it three. I, uh, I really I like it a lot. And if, it, if, if, if they kept cutting back to it throughout the whole time, I probably wouldn't have liked it as much. The fact yeah, that agreed. it is bookended, mm-hmm. it's just the beginning and the end, and uh, the what Randall said about it, like, you know, commenting on. People thinking this shit is corrupting kids. Like it was smart. It's smart. It's well done. Um, I would like more definitive answer to if if his dad is dead or not. I guess <laughs> because I didn't realize that was a fucking debate. I'm I tweeting. Thought, uh, I'm gonna tweet uh, Joe Hill right now on Twitter oh, good, and see if he gets good, back good. to me. Don't worry. He just has a major book coming out today, but I'm sure he'll respond to my <laughs> yeah, tweet. Yeah, I'm any sure day. he'll like stop whatever he's doing and answer that for sure. Well, according to Wikipedia, this is how they they say it. Um, inside the house, Stan complains of neck pain, which escalates and becomes deadly as Billy repeatedly and gleefully jabs the voodoo doll as he finally gets revenge and is a cursed father for his past abuse. Man, I totally forgot that he hits... Because I haven't watched the beginning yeah. of Creep Show in a while. That's yeah. a full admission right here. Uh, did not because uh, we skipped around on it when we were watching it the other <laughs> night. But I totally thought that he just was like, you know, why are you reading these goddamn comic books? Oh, like, it's you know, hard, man. Man, that's what an ass. All right, so then yeah. I do actually kind of feel bad for this kid. Although there, there, there's <laughs> that, there's that sort of like again, it goes back to the EC Comics sort of thing where like there is like the evil is kind of definitely poison the kid in a way too. Yeah, where he's just like I'm gonna I'm gonna turn and eh, whatever. But it's looking way too much into it. But uh, it's time to move on to the. Pop- Honeyest uh, uh, story in Creepshow, and that is something to tide you over with an all-star cast. We got Leslie Nielsen, we got Ted Danson, pre-cheers, and then who's the girl? Well, she's from, she's from Dawn, Dawn of the Dead. Dead. Oh, yeah, the her name Dawn escapes the me. One. I'll find her name. <laughs> Uh, and so, uh, Brett, can you summarize the plot to this? Galen one? Ross. Yeah, Galen I can Ross. summarize the plot to this one. Um, so this one, uh, it stars Leslie Nielsen. It stars non-comedic, non-comedic. It stars yeah. Leslie ne- uh, Leslie Nielsen and um, Ted Danson. Yes, uh, it's about a a, a wealthy dude. Um, he's like basically setting up his unfaithful wife and uh, her lover uh, to be killed. He uh, basically buries them in the sand up to their necks uh, right before, like, you know, the high tide line. Um, and it's not just that he does that, but he also sets it up. So, like, Ted Danson is watching on, like, a videotape. Yeah, very yeah, surreal. Kills. Yeah. yeah, the girl who's yeah. It, it's very like I mean, in this idea of this movie came out and I forget what the eighty six, right? I mean, it's like, yeah. oh, geez, eighty two, eighty two. This idea of like, yeah, I got this camera and here it is, and there's a TV happening. It's like really like 
then it must have been like, this guy must be a millionaire yeah. to have TVs and cameras and stuff. And well, yeah, like Videodrome was the next year. Bull <laughs> crazy. A year later. Yeah, yeah um, it does. It does remind me of Videodrome in the sense, just like the the use of media here is, uh, is, media, is very yeah. eerie. Um, so uh, once that whole th- that's like the that's like the first half of it, I guess, mm-hmm. and then or I guess most of it. But then the the, the ending is that. Once the the couple is like killed, or so you think, yeah. then they return as like these like seaweed covered uh, monsters, and they uh, take the revenge on the on their murderer. Yeah, they go after Leslie Nielsen. And what do they keep repeating? Do you guys remember? Uh, you can't oh. shoot us dead because we're already dead. It's in the is comics for you for Ray the Mike. It, it's just the whole um, you can hold your breath, you can't hold your breath, you can hold your breath. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That was I really freaky my to breath. me. Yeah, 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 that's right. And that's what yeah. I love about it cuz I think that's one of my biggest fears is drowning and so just Dude, the concept yeah. 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 Whatever you like that up to your neck is like so yeah. scary to me. The reason yeah, I like on the beach, the high line, below the high line, the high tide line. Right. Like they, they, the they, reason I ranked it so highly is because I don't know if it's just me or maybe it's like a universal thing, but I have a very specific fear of being buried in sand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I like like I would never if I was at, you know, on the beach with friends, yeah. I would never, ever, ever let that happen to me. Like, I, mean, I can't imagine the fear of like someone setting up a situation to where you drown is like far more scarier than like if you just fell in water and drown. Because yeah. this, this, uh, this reminds me of um, remember the Dick Tracy movie? Very few oh, people yeah. do. Yeah. Wasn't oh, it no. uh, wasn't it Lips Mantis? Was that the guy where he's Lips like, Manless? Yeah, he's like you get in the bath, and then what wasn't like it put him in a box and sort of fill him with concrete, and then yeah. they threw it up the pier. I remember like seeing Dick Tracy in the theater as a kid. It's like pretty early on when they kill him, and I was like, oh my god, this <laughs> yeah. is ter- I couldn't even like hone in on the rest of the movie. That 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 part is so terrifying. And this, yeah, when he buries him up to his neck and. The water's in his mouth. He's like, I'm going to get you for this, Leslie Nielsen, whatever the real name is. <laughs> well, there's actually uh, – so terrifying. There was a, I don't remember. I, I just accidentally deleted all my notes for this movie that I just wrote. Good thinking. Um, but, Somebody sober. <laughs> but there's a, there's, a, there, uh, uh, there's a stealth airplane reference. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, no. He says, don't call me whatever he calls him. I don't oh. – that's my – I don't know. Oh, that, weird. I, don't, I questioned if it was an airplane reference. I would imagine yeah. it would have to be. That's such a that's that a line is repeated thing. so many times. Well, this yeah. this is after airplane for sure. But it's yeah. just right. around the same year that Cheers started, or like a year before Cheers started. Well, Cheers started. Was Cheers eighty three or was Cheers eighty uh, two? Cheers was eighty two. It was eighty. Yo. No. It, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it was 82. 82. Wow. Wow. How about that? Yes, so it started September 30th, 1982. And this movie and came Creed out in like November. Came, came out in... So you probably no, shot this out, the no, same no, year, show right? came out in... Um, oh, it, it premiered at Cannes. Oh, that doesn't count. <laughs> well, when did it premiere at Cannes, though? It premiered because... at Cannes in May 16th, 1982. Yeah, so he probably shot this and then went right to Cheers. Yeah. Wow. And wow. had a good 82. I will say, narratively... This is very similar to the ledge. Yeah, oh yeah. Because definitely. it's all about like cuckolding and the the revenge of the cuckold and the rich man, the rich man that's you know puts them through this like you know journey. I mean, it's it's very similar and like the consequences are pretty severe. I mean, he has no regard for his wife like whatsoever. Um, I mean, I, I saw this as a kid. Like on when it used to be on, Mon- I think it was like it might have been on Monster Vision, uh-huh, and I probably. remember being like 
like, and I'm from like beach town area, I'm from Miami and, and South Florida area. So I remember like the concept of seeing his lover. Cause I think Ted Danson is, is farther back and Galen Ross yes. is for, is, is, is closer to the beach. Cause she so they, the he has to watch like her that. drown yeah. before yeah. he drowns. And like, I just remember the, the sequencing of that, like really, f- like really haunted me. I, mean, mm-hmm. I wasn't like old enough to actually even understand her love at the point. I think I was like, I was maybe five or six years old or something like that when I caught this. And like, just the idea of like in like that 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 cruelty of like having like the, the husband's gonna kill his wife first and then make this like lover watch together. I mean, it's that's just I don't know. That's classic Stephen King. It's, it's very, very twisted. twisted. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, you I know, for that. me, it, it goes back to three things. We've we've all mentioned them. Um, the claustrophobia, yeah, is is a nightmare. And then to be alone, yeah, out there. And then three, the drowning. And, I feel, and, and the inevitability of that drowning, because I think at a certain point with the Ted Danson character and, and, and the Galen Ross character is that they know they're going to die. And I know this is a very fun movie <laughs> for yeah. the most part, but this is the this is the one that I have the most trouble watching. Just the water constantly crashing into their Under faces. Face. Yeah, it's just that must have been hell of a film. Yeah. yeah. Well, they said they had a they, there was like a, um, a Ted Danson. Was yeah, on, yeah. I've got a random up. rolls thing. Or, yeah. So yeah. Ted, when he did his random rolls at the AV club, he talked about how they filmed uh, the shot of him drowning. And he said he says, so they make a little aquarium tank. I got in a wetsuit and climbed in and somebody would reach down with an oxygen tank ventilator thingy and I'd breathe. And then they take that out. And there was a yoke made out of, I don't know, wood and fake sand. So it looked like my head was buried in the sand underwater. And that's like that must have been friggin' oh, hell to deal with, but uh, but yeah, I love this. I, I love this little short. I think it's. I think maybe it goes on a touch too long, uh, but uh, but you know, it's such a simple morality tale, and I think the acting is really great, like uniformly throughout the whole thing. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, hey, you know, cool fact uh, is uh, Leslie Nielsen is buried right outside my home uh, back uh, back in South Florida. Is that oh. true? That, yeah, that is cool. It's really it's really eerie. Like I found that out last year. Um, I was, we remember when we were, Justin, we were like going through all the naked guns and within like one night, yeah. we just like watched all of them. Um, and I was like, oh, God, whatever. What, I mean, it's because Leslie Nielsen lived pretty long mm-hmm. for, for the most part. I mean, he had a long career too. And I was like, what the hell happened to him? And so, and it just like, it's just like, oh, he's buried in Fort Lauderdale, like in the <laughs> cemetery or whatever. And then like, which is where my mom used to live. And we went and visited and, um, like, like shortly after I found that out, cause I just managed to happen to have like a trip back home with my brother. And this is actually kind of fucked up. So we went, we went to the grave where the grave was. We finally found out where it was using Reddit, I guess, cause somebody had mapped where, where his exact grave was. Cause there's like <laughs> thousands of headstones <laughs> everywhere. And we're like, we're never going to find this. And it was just kind of next to some little tree and all these other gravestones there. But some other person was mourning at the time. It was kind of almost like a very curb enthusiasm moment. I was just like, <laughs> it's like, well, the, the, this place closes in 25 minutes. This guy, <laughs> they've been, he's, he's been at the grave for like 30 minutes. Or I was like, do we walk up? Eh, let's just walk up. So we like, we, we finally, because we had waited like 20 minutes or something because we were like looking at other graves and stuff, which is kind of also weird because you're like, why the fuck am I looking at other graves also? But then you, we walked up and he's, and I was like, oh, can you believe it? Leslie Nielsen. He's like, yeah, this is, um. I can't remember what he said. He probably, I think it was like um, maybe his uh, his uncle or something. Oh, that was really? Here. And, and I, I was thought like, you were going to be like this man played Frank Drevin in the Naked Gun movies. <laughs> yeah, it was actually O.J. Simpson that was standing there the whole time, paying his respects. He's like, "Oh, I'm visiting my mother in Florida." Um, but uh, no, he. So I was like, "It's that's kind of cool that he's you know buried next to Leslie Nielsen." He's like, "Yeah, you know, I I, I didn't find that out until like uh, you know the fourth or f- fifth visit that I was uh, you know I was here or whatever." And I was like, "That's kind of." 
weird. Like, you know, there's a bench that's right next to his grave, too. Hmm. Um, but anyway, sorry I for that look, tangent. I just, but... I just looked up his IMDb page because I was like, is his last movie Scary Movie 4? Oh, like, no, is it? But it's not. It's something called Stonerville. Oh. And to think he started uh, out as a dramatic actor, too. That's right. wild. Yeah. Good so he plays it so straight in the airplane. That's the genius of the movie. Well, I, yeah. guess, I guess Ted Danson really does win out in the end. But, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's on Curb this season. He's living the highlight. He he's looks amazing. Dead. Good place. He's doing, yeah. he's, he's doing just fine. Uh, I mean, we all talk about Becker still. Yes. Yeah. And he does, too. Oh, in the last CBS episode of, uh, he mentioned much. it on Curb. Yeah. Curb Enthusiasm. He was, he's, I'm Ted Danson. You know, cheers, yeah, Becker. He said Becker, Becker first, which oh, made He me does laugh. say yeah. Becker first. That's pretty funny. Uh, so, Brett, Joe, any final thoughts on something to tide you over? No, it's a, it's a good one. Um, I'll rank it. I'll give yeah, it. Yeah, give uh, some noses. I'm gonna give it four. Uh, four heads in the sand. There you yes. go. Yeah, I'm gonna give it uh, three and a half closed circuit television murder <laughs> <laughs> <Order> setups. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give it three and a half. I I really like this one. I love. I I also want to say I love the makeup at the end. I love yeah. Ted Danson mm-hmm. and um and the yeah, lady. Their makeup is super Seaweed. creepy. In like a really sort of comic booky, like over the top kind of way, it's super spooky to me. Yeah, uh, Mike, three and a half for me. Yeah, yeah. Justin, I'm gonna give it four of those aquariums that Ted Danson had to stick his head through in order <laughs> to do that one last drowning <laughs> shot. Uh, I really like this one a lot. I think from here on out, spoiler alert, I, I like the rest of these stories quite a bit. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the four bright red Pennywise clown noses. Well, you're into the top three, people. We're this into the top three, and I know uh, at least one of those yeah. is going to be very controversial. There's a couple of people here, so yeah, looking forward to true. talking about that's it. True. Well, I think one of these was pretty low on one person's list, and yeah. that's the one we're about to talk about, which is The Raft, which is a really popular, well-known Stephen King short story from Skeleton Crew. Uh, same title, same story, but some pretty major differences yeah. between the book Absolutely. and the or the story and the uh, movie. <laughs> Here, just smoke one of these. This will make us all feel better. Looked like it was going after the girls. Oh, come on, Poncho. You said you sobered up, man. It looked like it was going after the girls. No one knows we're here. No one at all. But uh, I'll, I'll break this one down. Basically, uh, four fun-loving teens, including one named Deke, who is a yeah. total bro. He looks like Billy Zabka, and I love it. And um, he, they basically, you know, just, they're just partying. Killer bod. Great look. Wait, what? He's got a killer bod. Oh, they bod. all have killer bods. He's got bods. a great look. Yeah. But, like, uh, you know, they're partying. They drive out. And it's – the way they explain it in the movie is that uh, it's, like, a remote part on this lake that they've driven to. Not a lot of people live on it. But I think in the story, they basically say it's only almost winter like it's like this is like the last time and it's a vacation town and like everybody's gone but they basically swim out they see this raft out in the water they go and they're gonna just you know go party on it but as they're out there they see this what looks like an oil slick uh it's described it's described in some really (laughs) creepy weird ways in uh in the uh story but it looks kind of like a massive garbage in the movie but i still think it's effective i think it looks good and uh basically they discover that if you touch it it basically consumes your body melts your skin off and sucks you into it and it is really gross and so it's kind of just about these uh Four kids doing their best to uh, outrun this thing. So um, I'm a huge fan of the story. I remember vividly. It's one of those few stories that I remember vividly reading and feeling a very visceral reaction because the story itself is is sad. Like it 
it has a really despairing quality about it. Uh, and it, it doesn't end because the, 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 the way it ends in creep show is kind of on a, it's like a joke, you know, it's kind of like a horror joke. Like the guy gets away, but then it comes out of the water and sucks yeah, him back in like a wave. Yeah. yeah. Like we actually never really find out his fate in the story, but it's kind of just assumed so, that yeah. he's going to give himself over to this thing because there's no escape. Uh, so yeah, but I, I, so I, I'll say though, that is the story struck me in a really dark way, but I think the story, uh, in creep show functions more as it's pulpier it's sillier it's kind of wild and uh it's not nearly as tragic uh but i love the effects in it i love the way it consumes the skin i love uh it dragging people underwater it's really horrific and it's so yeah. simple which is what i love about i really it. like the way uh like you said randall i love the simplicity of it yeah and i i, I just like i know a lot of this is probably seeped in nostalgia but i just like the fact that they pretty much probably just had this i'm not sure how long it was like a pool-sized tarp Yep. And they just dumped black shit on it and said, okay, this is the monster. Because yeah. I feel like, once again, I hate to put the old, the old man hat on, but you know, nowadays they would just make that thing a CGI thing, jumping out of the water and oh, grabbing people, sucking day, down. Uh, you know what I mean? Back in 1987, Michael Gorlick and I and George A. Romero got together. <laughs> and we made a film called Creepshow, too. But, and I agree, Randall. I think the short story is better. Um, Much better. The, you, you lose the whole psychological angle yeah, from it yeah. with the... Well, there's it pretty much when you're staring at it for too long. Yeah, it almost becomes appealing in a way, and that you want to jump into it. Oh, uh, it it's, it's a really good there's short also, story. Definitely read it. The, the, the death for Deke, where or the character of Deke, where he gets sucked in through the the floorboards, <laughs> is far more drawn out in the book. Yeah, where they just mm. have to like s- s- watch him. It goes for on hours, for like an hour, for yeah. hours, and yeah. it's just he's just being slowly driven through these floorboards and it's like terrifying to read about and yeah. oh man th- you know that's that's why like this one given like everything else that's in this movie in, in Creepshow 2 is so drawn out I was surprised this one wasn't because I actually thought this goes pretty fast yeah. it does because like, yeah. we watched so. it on Saturday night and it's and it's funny that you mentioned like it is horrifying we were all joking around laughing and then like Randall's your wife Jen was there and my yeah. wife Heather was there and all of us were like laughing our asses off making fun of this stupid Creepshow monster, monster and and when this started, we all went quiet. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, nobody was really making jokes anymore. Oh, well, we were making I mean, jokes at, at the beginning of this one. In the one, beginning. But well, once, yeah. Once, once it starts. Once they're on the raft. I mean, yeah. Once they're on the raft, then we were kind of like, okay, let's enjoy Well, because it's great. I mean, like, there's a lot of, there's a few interesting subversions here. Because, like, you know, you have the quiet, like, nerdy girl who gets killed first. You would think conventionally, like... Would survive to the end. Yes. She's the yeah. final girl. Because yeah. you see her in the, the backseat of the car one. being quiet. You figure, oh, that's a survivor. But no. Yeah. You know, so that's, I don't know. There, 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 there's, there's that element. And then there's also like, I mean, obviously, again, like the fact that they, it catches them. I remember as a kid when the thing, the wave comes over and grabs them. Like that drove me nuts. Mm. Like because I was like, you're you're right there. You finished, and then yeah. like the fact that it's it like gets classic you, dumb horror movie moment. It, it is, but it just it is a kid that, that used to drive me nuts, and that was like even more scary to me because it was like, oh, I could get you even you're on land or somehow or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Or or also, I like that. I do also, like that. Uh, also, don't you think it's weird that I was able to jump out of water and grab them at the end, but didn't jump out of the water to grab them off the I, raft? The whole yeah, time? that's true. That is very true. I think that might, everything uh, you just saw. Let, well, me, let me defend the. Uh, the, the the monster. For or a maybe he didn't here. want to get on the wood. I think yeah, he's afraid of it. I think that it, it was almost taunting them, maybe on the raft. That's where yeah. I'm gonna go with it. Do you do you respect wood? <laughs> I, do, I do respect. Oh wood. no, we get that reference. Uh, what, so what do you guys think about this, Joe Brett? Uh, I don't think this one's very good. It's the best of the. 
in the creep show too but that that isn't saying a lot sure uh, i'm familiar with the short story i think that it was a wasted opportunity i think this one's boring god damn it they must say this say oil slick a dozen times <laughs> Oil slick. What is the oil slick? You're a scientist. You know about oil slicks. What kind of oil slick? <laughs> this is that, oh, well, yeah, well, that's maybe like that's gotta be maybe two minutes. No, no, no. But the, the character oh, of Randy God. is literally all exposition. Yeah. He's like, well, no, we just swim that way. No, you get the back over here. You gotta so swim. Bad. Here, get on yeah. here. Stand. No, you gotta stand on the wooden. Stand on the. I'll, I'll say this too. Though. I, I don't think dialogue that if, is. if, you, if they had based this directly on the story with all the psychological stuff in it. It would not have fit into the creep show movies at all. So I feel right. like they did the best creep show esque adaptation that they could do of, of, of the story. I, I like the simplicity too, because it does yeah. uh, it doesn't feel like a it, it feels less like a creep show short and more just like any horror movie. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like a group of kids get caught up in some situation. Uh, putting them on a raft, like it's just like it's you know, again, just deep seated fears, just like being stuck in the middle of like water where you literally can't move. I just feel like there could have been more done with it. I mean, they're there overnight. I feel like it could have been dragged out longer. If this thing wants to taunt them, it could have taunted them It was just kind of like a quick thing. It It moves very quickly. Which is crazy, given how much time they give everything else. Yeah, the hitchhiker. There's like a 10-minute gigolo conversation. Well, because I feel like they felt like maybe there wasn't enough story (laughs) in this other two where there's actually story in this one. Even though it's literally (laughs) the only one in Creepshow 2 that's written by Stephen King, which is... based on Yeah, you're right. It's based on King. insane. Like, oh yeah, you know, this is King. Story. Let's get this. There's something else I want to say here that I keep forgetting to bring up, though, that really bothers me. I I really like this one a lot, actually. But what I don't like about Creepshow 2, like like we haven't had enough reasons to not like Creepshow 2, is is that there is not a feel of there's not a feeling of that you're 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 seeing a living comic book. Whereas in the first one, you get you get a lot of colors, you get weird backdrops, you'll get the occasional meanwhile at the college, but in in the shorts in the the short films in Script Show 2, there's none of that. None. This goes back, this is almost like a VHS situation where you feel like they kind of just stitch together three mm-hmm. different half-hour stories. Yeah. And that also kind of takes you out of it a little bit, too, of the experience of enjoying a, a living comic book movie. I just want to point that out before I forgot the very end. But Yeah, um, totally. And then know. the other thing that I think should, is important to note is that uh, the way the final two, the it's kind of like I the was going to say, are you about to bring up the sexual assault? Yes. 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 Absolutely. Because that's not in the book. That's, that's not in the story. No, it's very sad and consensual yeah. in the book from what I remember. In the but book, this is in the very book they bone consensually. But, well, it's mainly out of, like, sadness and yeah. desperation. And, like, de- you know. they just need to do something to – I think it's like they're cold. They're freezing. So they, yeah. like, bone. And then her hair falls between the slats while they're boning. And then it eats her face. As they're yeah. oh my god that's much yeah. better why did they make it rapey i know, I know. it was rapey like we were like oh my god because i Which, had totally and you hear her saying that. no yeah she even she like turns yeah. away it's yeah. so fucked it's up it's bad it's bad well then it makes you <laughs> yeah. happy that the guy gets killed well, i guess yeah. the whole point yeah. is yeah they want to they want him to be murdered but like i didn't like him anyway no <laughs> <laughs> He, like, he was like a, the, he's like a poor man's Eric Roberts from the eighties too. He's yeah. just like had that. Uh, right, yeah, the, the rapey the, part is so bizarre, but I'm still gonna give it four bright red Pennywise clown noses because I because uh, <laughs> I just love the I love the premise, I love the story, I love the effects, I love a lot about it. I think it's just it's such a simple, effective anthology section. I just wish we could cut that little section <laughs> that that you know the that uh, thirty seconds out would make me happy. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Um, I, I mean, I like it. I, I, I do. I mean, aside from like, 
you know, obviously the rapey vibes, um, although he gets his... That's, in my, so that's, that's, in the, that's the pull quote. Aside from the rapey vibes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, aside from that thing, I, I do wish that they went long uh, with this uh, a little bit more, especially since it really is the only, um, like, meaty section of, of uh, Creepshow 2. Um, but having said that, I mean, look, this, this one stuck, has stuck with me for over 20 years now. I mean, I, I saw this as a kid, again, coming from, uh, you know, a beach town where I spent a lot of time in the water, um, and there was a lot of shit in the water I would see all the time, literally and metaphorically that you, it was, it did, it, it, you know, connected in a visceral level for me. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, four for me, I mean, it's, it's like, it's the only thing from that King that's emblematic of King here. So yeah. I, I just, I, I definitely dig it. So, so you said four. Yeah. Justin, I'm also going to give it four. I, I still think it's, well, it's, that's not saying much. It's easily the strongest of the three yeah. from Creepshow too. Um, I, wish, I wish there's no burp. That's stupid. Oh, yeah, the what? burp, the burp so at the dumb. end is Oh, dumb. the burp is dumb. I think they're, they're trying oh, to add a little more comedy <laughs> yeah. at the very end, I guess. So fucking But, um, no, I, I think th- I, I, I can appreciate the shortcuts in this. Um, not, actually, they're not shortcuts, and that's what I appreciate about it. This is, all they ha- this is the budget that they had, and this is what they had to do with it. Um, granted, at the very end, whatever that black special effect is that covers the kid, I don't know what that is. Probably not tarp. <laughs> um, but, again, I think when you guys, um, Brett or Joe had mentioned the, uh, the claustrophobia of it, of being in the middle of nowhere on that raft. I really like that a lot. I also like these circumstances where you're in these, these hopeless situations, but it's a beautiful day outside. So it doesn't, it shouldn't match up. It's not like some dark and stormy night, you know? And that also bothers me quite a bit. There's actually Mm -hmm. an interesting uh, bit of trivia that I just uh, stumbled upon. Uh, Apparently, Daniel Beer, who played uh, our our favorite rapist, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Randy, um, he said that he almost died from hypothermia yeah. because the water was so cold, um, and the crew wanted to, him to continue working with his role. So, like, the uh, director Michael Gornick brought him to the hospital, um, and he was actually afraid that the that he was never going to come back, but he actually did come back and and finished it. Um, um, imagine wow. dying on the set of Creep Show <laughs> Two. <I know. laughs> Well, you just tell people, yeah, it was Creep Show too. Like you, yeah, under yeah, your breath. Yeah, right? yeah, my son died during Creep Show too. Yeah. If you're if you're in the afterlife and like people are asking, he's like, oh, so how'd you go? You'd probably lie and say you died in Creep Show one, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Like it was during the crate. See, it was during know? Cat's Eye. Like Tom Savini killed me. Um, oh, one more thing I liked about this too, though, is the like the quote unquote like the babe of the of the quartet. She's wearing a Horlicks University shirt. Which is the college from the crate? Which is that's great in Creep Show. Oh. So uh, all right, Brett, all right. I point that. I thought that was cool. The cinematic universe of the Creep, show. Of Creep Show. That's Brett, a good transition. Uh, uh, I think I will give this one three and a half. Oh. Nice. Okay. Not four. Three and a half. I think it's See, not it's as good. good as. Yeah, I, I, I like Tide. I like Tide more, but I I totally think the raft is solid, and I wouldn't like if it were in Creep Show, the first one. I, I think it would have been up to par with any of the rest of them. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, do you know, do you know at the end of it, then when after it eats him, but with the wave eats him, then it kind of like slowly pans over yeah. to like a sign in the woods. Of no what swimming. Like, yeah. What, what, yeah. what would that, what would that have mattered if they noticed that? Yeah, well, <laughs> they're a bunch of rebellious kids. That was definitely like, a creep show you. move. You know, that if was it a said, comic if it move. said beware of oil slick, then I'm like, yeah, all I, th- right. I think what happened was <laughs> the guy already drew the cartoon with the sign. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, ah, uh, <laughs> we gotta pan to that sign yeah. now. So I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it two and a half oil slicks in this one. See you guys. I think you guys are uh, being a little generous here. This one is a <laughs> missed opportunity, uh, not that good, a little too rapey, and just dumb. <laughs> two pull quotes, so they're a little too yeah. rapey. Uh, well, well, let's see if we're all being too generous to a little uh, short called They're Creeping Up on You. Ooh. 
Come on. You'll never get in here. Never. And when this blackout is over, people are gonna pay. Oh, yes. And you'll pay, too. Every one of you. Every damn one of you. I've been beating bugs all my life. I'll beat you, too. Bastards. Talk to me. Uh, Justin, take this one. Sure. This is a this is an old man lives in the high rise. This is just sterilized unit. He's a germaphobe. He's also kind of the Ebenezer Scrooge of, of the creep show films, I guess. Got, uh, mysophobia. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got the whole deal. Uh, there, there are blackouts going around all around him. It's a very. It takes a little while to get going. Yet it still somehow seems like it's a, like a frantic pace because of the cuts that Romero keeps doing of this this white sterilized environment. E.G. Marshall's in it. He's great as always. He later shows up in Tommy Knockers as the grandfather. Great film. <laughs> great, great film. Great book. Um, and uh, he begins to notice over the course of an evening um, roaches that just keep popping up out of nowhere and ultimately climaxes in a lot of roaches coming out of nowhere. And one of my favorite special effects that I can recall. As a matter of fact, the old um, anybody ever been to Universal Studios in Orlando? Yes. yes. Do you remember the old makeup show? <laughs> yeah. And yes, they show I the scene. I, oh, my God, I do. Yeah, yeah. they show the E.G. Marshall scene when the, when the roaches burst out of them. They show that during that's, that. Oh, I remember. That's interesting. Yeah, I, that's the first I time I ever effect. watched it and thinking, I've got to see this well, movie as soon as possible. that unbelievable. The fa- it looks, the makeup effect really is incredible, good. Mike. Yeah, it, it looks cool. just like E.G. Marshall. And yeah, then just I, to have, I don't know how I they was, timed was, it with the I'm, roaches coming out. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's incredible. I was just going to say that when I was rewatching this one, I was on a plane and... And that scene happened, and the person next to me, like, I could not. The look on her, the look on her face. What are you watching? <laughs> it was crazy. Because you know, it's not violent at all for the first 20, 25 minutes or so. At all. Right, you see totally all the roaches, fine. but yeah. Like she was clearly watching over my shoulder, and then like that part happened, and then she like looked away. <laughs> I remember watching Oz on a train once, the TV show Oz, and there was like, it was, there was a scene where they were dragging one of the guys naked to a cell, and like this guy's <laughs> dong is slap flapping around on my screen, literally right when like one of the train employees walked by, and I saw her totally notice it. Hell <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, talking about their creeping up on you, Mike, what do you think about this one? Uh, as someone who um, is uh, a hypochondriac, <laughs> I, uh, I actually kind of relate to this guy a little bit. You know, I, I don't ever want to become this. Uh, I think I joked when we were watching, I was saying, like, oh, look, it's me when I'm. 50 years old. Well, Mike is like, the editor-in-chief of Concerts of Sound. So so, yeah. Oh, that's true, because he, he, he's kind of like some like weird... He's not a newspaper tycoon or anything like that, but he, he owns some sort he of media. Like a, he's, like a, he's like a Trump. He's like yeah, a Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he's got boards. We yeah. know well, that. I'm, he's got boards. So. Um, I, <laughs> the, the whole like steriliz, you know, sterilization of the, the apartment thing was very like dystopian in a weird yeah. way. Like, mm-hmm. they, it's like even like the way that they kind of portray New York is kind of eerie. Like, it's just like this... I mean, it's clearly a set, um, but like... In fact, I think they actually filmed this in like a school, um, and like a, they did the production in like a, a school in Pittsburgh because they did, you know, it's Romero. All so, things, yeah. Um, but the, the, the way that like New York is so like you really never see anyone but him, like any human beings, you see a mouth. That's it. Yeah, you see the but guy like, on the other side of the which door is a little so, bit. So even like the way that you kind of see the mouth in there, it's yeah. like, oh, like a fish eye lens. Or yeah, like there's just something really dreary and surreal about this that like that terrifies me. And like it, there's a lot of dread that's involved to it. Like like this is an awful world to be in, regardless. Even if you are, if you aren't him, it just seems like such a 
uh, an, I don't know, it's just a very like cold, cold, cold um, chapter, which is why I actually put this over the raft because I really love the raft. And I actually always kind of forget about this one because once I, I just feel the crate, you know, clearly you know, we haven't gone to that yet. So that's one of the ones we really like. But I feel like after the crate, you you think, oh, it peaked here in the show. But this one is really effective. I mean, like just the the the, the use of cockroaches, which by the way, they were all real cockroaches. And um, and I guess like yeah, they, uh, did they film on location in New York? Because it wouldn't be fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> well, I guess it was Pittsburgh. The cockroaches think, right? were <laughs> hissing cockroaches imported from Guatemala, uh, but Romero, Romero was unable to obtain an export permit for them, so they were imported on a temporary permit. This meant that each one had to be counted before and after each shot and accurate records kept of the number Unreal. of dead specimens the cockroaches them. were stored in styrofoam egg cartons kept inside a large van that was filled with high levels of carbon dioxide to keep the roaches quiet oh, in the final God. scene of the segment in which the room is almost filled with them many of the apparent insects were actually nuts and raisins as well, specified by tom Savini. well it gets, hey, at, it gets at that thing where that it is inescapable like this person is his fate is already sealed from the beginning yeah and like the fate is really awful. <laughs> yeah. And once you realize that it's, I mean, granted, I guess we all should realize that cause it's creep show and nobody gets out alive. But, um, <laughs> other than, you said unless, you're so Howl, unless you're how, unless you're how, that'd be the lame tagline for the, uh, nobody gets creep show where nobody gets out alive. Yeah. They did the Jim Morrison. But you gotta say um, it like Mike, it's creep show. Nobody gets out alive. It's creep show. No one gets out alive. It's just a fact. Nobody gets out alive in creep show. No, um, I, I, <laughs> I love the, I love the claustrophobia of this. I love the fisheye lens on the door. Yeah. The, that scene is actually really creepy to me because the guy's like really antagonistic on the yeah. other side of the door to him. And it almost feels like an, they're away, all rooting for him. Like, yeah. To fail, like to fail. Yeah, like, exactly. Like it feels like they're the guy on the other side of the door is showing him no respect, which I get the vibe that, you know, people always show this guy respect. So it's like, something's off. Yeah. And right. then just the look of the, the coldness and the desolation of New York. And then when all the lights go out and everything, I find those shots really effective just yeah. for how simple they are. Yeah. I yeah, think it's the best I directed think... Romero, uh, of, of the, of the films. Yeah. It's the yeah. best directed yeah. sequence. Totally. Yeah. I, I think it's so, um, just the worldview that it has, just like uh, the inescapableness of it is what really yeah. gets me. Like mm-hmm. this guy's entire shtick is that like I'm living in a hermetically sealed apartment because like I fuck the outside world. Yeah. And he's even- making decisions that affect people that he never sees. And he's, totally. treating, he's treating them like roaches. Like he's mm-hmm. going on and on about how the people that works him are just like all bugs or whatever, all like roaches. Or then he looks at the window and he just like despises people the way that he has no connection to the outside world. So a person and a roach and how much money he does and how he treats them, it's like all the same to him in a very like cynical and like nihilistic way almost. Exactly. Know? So it's yeah. so great to see cockroaches pop out of them. <laughs> in the comic adaptation that came out after um, the sequence where he's looking at the, the, uh, the, the people or whatever. Yeah. For a split second in the in the comics, at least, he sees a cockroach looking at him and not a man. Oh. It's, uh, uh, there's like little minor differences I kind of liked about that. I just love that concept that some people are inherently rotten. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, this guy was born rotten. Well, I mean, the whole metaphor of the cockroach is bursting out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, wanna, I love the story. I think it's I great. Over, I, I want to overdub it with uh, the cockroach <laughs> dialogue from Joe's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, that would yeah. be cool. Uh, Justin, how many noses do you give this one? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give this one. You know, honestly, I'm going to give this one five. Whoa! Wow. I uh, I love it. I think it's perfect throughout. I think it, it never feels like it's dragging. I, I think one of you guys said you felt it kind of takes its time to get going, but I really think it it, it moves at, at the deliberate pace it's supposed to. I think the build up's incredible, and I think that that final makeup bit. 
I'm happy this is the last one because makeup wise, that's the best of the both. Oh, of both the money films, shot. You know, that's the money shot. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, love it. Um, it's hard because like. It, in terms of our ranking, uh-huh. I'm saving you know the big five o for uh, uh, one hey. big old crate. Hey, we've had multiple. I, I gotta go with four, I, I'm gonna go with four point five because um, E. G. Marshall's just not a good actor. And uh, oh, I, I'm God. just joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Come on, I'm just joking. No, no. I uh, there there is something. I can't say why, but there's the, 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 the I'm just gonna go with four point five. I'm not even gonna explain. I like why. you're trying to be negative. A four point five out of five is pretty damn good. Yeah, it's just say what you like it's about it. That's all right. 5. I give it a four point five as well. I love the story. I think it's great. Um uh, wish wish we saw the cockroach looking back at him through the fisheye lens. That's where the yeah. point five well, is going. going. I, 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 <laughs> I know why. I, know I blew why. it for everybody, I apologize. I know why. Because it, when you look at it in the application of what creep show, all the rest of the, the, the stories, this one does feel like an outlier. Like it, there's something about like the way that the world is like is is shown in this that mm. just does it feels like it feels like almost like a it, it, I mean it's still horror but there, it, it, there's like some weird like 2001 sci-fi angle to it that I like aesthetically but when you look at the whole of Creepshow and I think that's probably why like I always forget that it's a part of Creepshow for some reason is because it like. Even the color scheme itself doesn't really match with the rest well, of the Well, I think it's supposed to take like, place in, like, 1982 because I just think that he's this rich man who's got this sterilized apartment. No, he is. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, aesthetically, it aesthetically doesn't... Aesthetically, it has the dystopian feel to it. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't match with the rest of the things, yeah. which is fine. I'm just trying to think of why... Don't worry about it. <laughs> give you, just, Joe, what do I give it? Your ranking? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go four. I don't go. I don't go halvesies. I'm giving it a solid four. Uh, four. Mm, what should I pick? Uh, I'm gonna go uh, roaches. Yeah. <laughs> it's a four roacher. Four bags of cockroaches. Uh, Brett. Uh, I'm also gonna give it four. I'm gonna give it four eye holes. No, you get nice. four raisins. Ooh. Four raisins. Four oh, glory yeah. holes. All right. So oh. what, what is the most grotesque uh, scene out of this, though, for you? Out of aside out of, from the, out the of bursting. This whole thing. Well, even you could include the bursting, though. I mean, yeah, bursting out of that, and then I think that's then, the like, most grotesque. But just, and just the room, like almost over, like filling to the brim with bugs. Yeah, like, yeah whatever. That. Like that's like, oh, that's so fucked up. Just think about like like oh. three feet deep of just all roaches. That's so. Ooh. Oh, thank you. That's you know what? So horrifying. For some reason, the reaction that I got, the most visceral reaction I got. Was when you see what he eats. Oh, yeah. oh yeah! Like what the fuck? Is, is, is it like oh, a the, blender yeah. of all his like raisin bran or something? Like that? Like pour milk in it and it, it like looks like, it's like a weird. It's like a, it's like a, yeah, it's really it's like before gross. the health shake craze. Like that's well, like it's your almost first like nasty like, health shake. It's like he's like eating whatever was in like that garbage thing in A New Hope. Like you know, just like like just pieces the blue of milk? The nasty garbage in there. I don't know. It's just, just fucking weird. I was like, well, what the hell is that? And Ugh. and then you see like the actual bug that's in it. It's managed to. Make it even grosser. I don't know. That, All right. For some reason, that stuck with me. Speaking of gross, there's something gross in the crate. Our number one pick from Creep Show and Creep Show Two. You can get her out, Billy. I know you can get her out. Give it a try. You always know how to how to handle these things, Billy. No problem. No trouble. I know you can get her out. What are you doing, Henry? What are you doing? What I should have done a long time ago. Get in there, Wilma. Tell him to call you Billy, you bitch. Stop it. Stop it, Henry. I'll scream. I'll scream all you want. I'll help you. Wake up. Wake up. Whatever you want. Wake up. Wake up. Dinner time. Poison me. Wake up. Wake up. 
Mike, why don't you break this one down? You love this one. I, I really do love this one. Um, uh, you get a you get a, a married couple. Uh, this uh, Adrian Barbeau plays Hal Holbrook's uh, awful wife, who's just this like drunk and lush at parties, and he's just he can't stand her. Uh, meanwhile, his uh, and they're both professors at the university. Yeah, um, yeah. they uh, they're working. Uh, one of the, the his his buddy who also works at the university uh, stumbles upon a crate. Yeah, um, that was in his lab. Uh, in that I think the it's the janitor who finds the it. The janitor finds um, it underneath the stairwell and under the stairs. stairwell, yeah. which is great. It mm-hmm. Plays into the, the the whole fear of like, been lost something there. underneath the stairs, um, and. It's from like the early 19th century uh, of like the like an expedition that was in Antarctica. Yeah, Arctic uh, expedition. Yeah. An Arctic yeah. expedition, and inside is this like ungodly beast that is. I love it. It looks so just, awesome. It kind of looks like the Peach Fuzz <laughs> thing from Creep. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. I was also going to say yeah. it looks like the Abominable Snowman from yes. Monsters yeah. Inc. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. Because um, weren't we calling it a Yeti or something? Yeah, yeah. Like Heather was saying it was Heather a Yeti. Was saying but, that, yeah. um, it probably was, the Arctic. It could be. It makes yeah. sense. So he starts killing things, and uh, including the janitor, unfortunately. And a nice um, student. And then a student, uh, an <laughs> AV club student or something yeah, a little like that, dark. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then he comes back and uh, he tells Hal Holbrook this. And how uh, her book's like, oh, I can get my, uh, get my wife in, uh, in this. And it becomes this whole, like, really lewd and, like, awful thing where he just he goes and feeds Adrian Barbeau to, uh, to this crate monster. And they have to kind of <laughs> live with the guilt. But, you know, so the guilt is manifest in this idea of the monster coming back and getting them. Because they throw the it in the end. water at the end, right? Yeah. That's the eyes in the water like it's not dead. Oh, yeah, and it's yeah. just such an excellent... This is going to drive me crazy if I don't mention this, but, Mike, you said that you kept seeing the crate monster. The crate monster, K-R-A-Y-T, is also in Star Wars A New Hope, and it's the voice that Obi-Wan Kenobi uses. Oh, great. <laughs> He's retained the crate monster. <laughs> oh, my God. And that takes um, it back to the, 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 the trash compactor that you were talking about earlier. That's true, actually. I guess it it's all comes together. Linked. I guess they were, uh, King was really just influenced by A New Hope. Um, <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, a new crate. This one, th- this one's just amazing to me. It, yeah. it is, it's like such a perfect distillation of, uh, like, of all King's stories, um, you know, just the the angry f- husband, the the, the sure. kind of revenge story there, like the the, the 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 consequences of the actions there. It's it's a great blend of like you know stupid monster movie that just the monster killing people, but yeah. like that just hilariously dark. So over the top, like oh god, the, how awful his wife is the whole time. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. So she brings Billy. everywhere. She, Call she me Billy. She has. A, she carries her drink to the university. Oh, like, <laughs> oh, you know, we commented on that, like how she yeah. uses milk. That yeah. was definitely a choice because in the comic adaptation, it's just it's just a glass of liquor. Oh, interesting. So I like how they have that weird. She decides to bring a, a glass of milk with liquor in it. It's, well, it's it, it just seems like th- this one has like such a good blend of like tone. Like mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the, you have like the whole fantasy. Hal Holbrook's fantasy are re- insane. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then shoots her, they all look at her and start applauding. They start applauding. <laughs> oh, I love it's, that. It's such a dark it's comedy, but then great at the end, shot. yeah, <laughs> that's great. I love, it. I love it. I love how mean this one is too. You know, yeah, just, to everything, oh, to all just, parties. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. I mean, by the end when they they're, they're sitting there playing chess, which is great. I, mm-hmm. it, the, I love the little, little discussion between um, what is it? Hal Holbrook and God, it's going to kill me if I don't know who this other the, like Fritz, Fritz, Fritz Weaver. Right. Fritz um, Weaver. Yeah. A bunch of Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah, he's Twilight Zone episodes. X Files. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, they're 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 sort of like X Men style uh, ending with them playing chess and uh, talking about it. Like it's maybe it, the only happy ending of all of them, right? I guess, but is it happy? Or do well, you the think monster gets up, but it's not going to go after those two. Pe- Peach you know? is probably going to find <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> the monster might kill people, but who cares? Brad, Joe, your thoughts? I, f- I fucking love this one. I this is out of all of them. This is yeah, definitely the strongest one. And also, I feel like this one could easily been. Or can easily be a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I mean, this one, all the other ones we talk about, the flaws, but this one, it's like the story, it just pops off great. It's, it's, it's nonstop. There's no lulls in it. It's not slow. It builds really fast. I love how uh, Hal, Hal Holbrook's character goes from being like this like little pipsqueak who can't speak up for himself. And the second he gets wind of like this monster in the crate, he's like, ding you know just like yeah. but that even like in like this almost like you see like him kind of warping this horrible person because he even goes to her and he's like oh i forget the other guy's name is like he got physical with a girl and now she's hiding in the stairs oh and we that need whole your... story yeah, yeah. Just, uh, elaborates the story where basically he's just like oh my good friend tried to molest the student and you gotta <laughs> and you have to go talk to her and, she, and she's like oh really yeah let's go and yeah like, like you said she brings her drink and, the, and just like and he's, <laughs> he's like bang on the crate he's like wake up wake up wake up and or whatever and then it doesn't come out right away and she's like when is the last time you even got there's like that mis that misdirection of like you think it's not coming out and yeah. she's like you're such a loser when's the last time you even got it up for me and then it comes <laughs> down grabs her it's just like so satisfying and yeah. i love yeah. i love um before like first it gets a janitor and then i forget the i get the uh, uh fritz fritz was his name yeah, yeah. fritz fritz yeah. weaver yeah and when he runs into the guy in the AV club and he's like, trying like, oh, this, this, and that. And the guy, he says something really like weird. He's like, I'm just going to go see how the ground lays. What does he say? He says something really stupid at that moment. Am I thinking yeah, of the right thing? I, I think I'm, he's I'm, trying to calm. I don't think he believes a word he's saying, right? He's trying to figure out. Let me uh, take a look at this, professor. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really say, it's just like the whole, the whole sequence of things is like, it's just tight. It's just tight. It's it good. Really is. Every character is like, ah, yes, this person and this, the, like, it it just works so well. I I think someone should take this idea and make it into like a full because interview. you but could because every one of those early encounters could just be another night, like the next night. You I, know? I, I honestly think this could only be of of, of its time though, because just, oh, time, just yeah. looking at the, the you know the type of guys that we see, like how how Hobrook and Fritz um, Weaver, they are so specific to a type of male from that era. That's that's sort of like late. Like fifty, like mid, well, it's probably late forties, early fifties. No, probably fifty something male from like the seventies. That this kind of like it's just some sort. It's like they're kind of like leftovers from like the fifties and sixties well, almost. That yeah, like yeah. That, that that have like even like the whole cocktail party thing. Maybe it's just because I remember growing up with like like going to like my grandmother's cocktail parties or something like that. But like the idea of like being outside and drinking these cocktails and everything, it just feels so like this like old school like 50s carry over into the 80s like you know like this I, is we're just gonna like live off life right now like, there's like this extravagance there that is so specific to that time period for me like i mean and, and especially what is it billy character like adrian barbeau's character like I, I just don't see that happening in today's day and age her well character. first of all i think i mentioned this when we were watching it we were watching fritz weaver and um hal holbrook talking for like five or six minutes straight and i looked over and went what was the last mainstream horror movie or anything where you sat there and watched, you know, 50 something actors talking to each yes. other for seven minutes straight? Like, I feel like yeah. the new version of Creepshow would be like Zach Efron yeah. and mm-hmm. The Rock or something like that. It would be the professors. I They'd mean, be I young just, adjunct professors. They would never yeah. sell this movie as like, yeah, they're not going to sell like a, a summer or whatever, whenever this came out. No. 
Universal film or whatever starring, you know, even like Sam Neill or anything like that. <laughs> well, that's what I worry with all the Stephen King adaptations is that like he writes a specific age for characters. I mean, like, you know, like Jack Torrance is, you know, if they did Jack Torrance now, he would be like a 30 something father instead of like the late 40 something. You know, it would be Boyd Halbrook, well, no, not Hal Holbrook. It would be. Jack Nicholson was 30 something. He's like early 40 something in that. Oh, movie. No, he like, can't be in his 80s oh, now. No, I think it, in his 80s. So that's a, that but I think Jack Torrance in the book is like 20. Seven. Mm. He's like super young. Uh, well. Anyways, uh, mm. we all love this one. Uh, why don't let's all let's give it some noses. I'm gonna give this one 4.5 noses. I love it. I love the monster. I love Adrian Barbabe. I love uh, Help Hellbrook. <laughs> it's 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 such like a great uh, hapless um, you know uh, cuck kind of character mm. finds mm. finds sort of like you know release and uh, a savior in this monster which is it's kind of a trope that I feel like is used often but not enough it's such a fun little thing so uh, Justin um, I'm gonna give this one another fiver I think this is it's I would say it's arguably the best one because it's between this one and the Definitely. creeping one yeah um, great great performances throughout. Aging Barbeau is on another level here. I, she's always yeah, been underrated in my great. book. I she's think she's great. always been good, especially in the 80s. Um, love the practical effects. Can't say it enough. The monster looks amazing. Tom Savini's a genius. Um, everybody else has said pretty much the same thing I've been saying. It's, it's a really good one. Mike? Totally perfect. Yes. Uh, incredibly emblematic of what Creepshow is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, I love Hal Holbrook in this movie, um, in this particular set, segment. Um, might be my uh, favorite uh, uh, Holbrook uh, performance, other than uh, Into the Wild. Uh, <laughs> what about, we um, almost got through without about, me mentioning that Into the Wild uh, scene. Gemma's <laughs> father on Sons of Anarchy. I don't. I don't watch it. <laughs> I don't, I don't uh, watch it. Uh, I prefer Stephen King's performance as Bachman. Oh yeah, so do I. Brett Joe, five five stars. Five five, 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 five stars. I'm going to give it four and a half. I love it. What? What? What do you think I should give it five? <laughs> what was better than this one? Nothing's better, but like, well, eh, then why? it takes a lot to please me, Joe. I don't know. <laughs> why are you? You're not going to be on the show anytime soon, so why don't you just give it the best one? I'm going to give it four and a half crates. Unbelievable. Um, crates. I think, it, I, I, think <laughs> I, I particularly like how he like keeps almost botching his like murder of her. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like he take, it's, it's really hard for him to like get her in the perfect position to be murdered. Yeah, and uh, it's just it's harder than it looks. Yeah, it's it's just a riot. I think it's really fun, but it also has like the good practical effects and the horror. Uh, it's pretty much a perfect anthology short. Yeah, and that gets perfect, it's but he perfect, didn't give it five. So I'm gonna give it four and a <laughs> yeah. half. Yeah, it's very in- very very interesting. Just because yeah. it pisses Joe off, I'm gonna it's stick so with it. So annoying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give a five billies. It's a five biller. <laughs> billies. <laughs> Five Billy drinks to her destination. <laughs> I love the idea of a woman showing up with her own drink already. I love nah, it. It's <laughs> home. Uh, yeah, this one's great. I love it. Like same thing. It's like it, it's quintessential creep show. To me, all the best things about the best creep show is in that this one. Uh, best story, best performances, best cinematography, uh, everything about it. I love. So yeah, this is a fiver for me for sure. Awesome. Then uh, let's. Um, wait, hold on one second. Um, I don't know what you're telling me. Oh, so Justin. <laughs> let's, don't forget to give like the ratings for the movie. Oh, he was showing cut, me a, cut, a text. Cut, cut it it there. Yeah, I know, now I get it. He was oh. showing me a text, but I didn't understand it. This happens at least like every other episode where one mics, of us will try to signal and we'll be like, ah, 
Um, we're going to give... Uh, okay, so now we're just going to give each of our individual ratings for each movie. So for Creepshow and Creepshow 2, how many noses, crates, billies do we want to give it? Burritos. Burritos. So I'm going to give Creepshow 1 uh, three and a half bright red Pennywise clown noses. I love it. I don't love every bit of it, but it is a supremely strong anthology film. Uh, one of the better ones and more people should take notes from it and um, stop crowdsourcing these anthology films and start putting one person at the helm of it. Mm. And uh, for Creepshow 2, I'm going to give it one and a half Bright Red Pennywise Clown Noses. It's pretty much save solely for uh, for uh, The Raft, which I really enjoy. But uh, Justin? Oh, um, I, I love Creep. Creepshow is one of my favorite Stephen King-esque um, movies, I guess, because it's not a straight adaptation, obviously. Although we did write the whole thing, so fuck it. It's one of my favorite Stephen King movies. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a four Bright Red Pennywise Clown Noses. I think it's very good. Um, easily my top ten kingers. Um, some classic moments in this one um, that far away the bad ones. He is definitely uh, missing, despite the fact of the presence of the raft and creep show too. But I did like the hitchhiker more than some of you, and I really like the raft. Um, I do not like Old Chief Woodhead. <laughs> I don't think anyone does. I don't even think George but, um, Kennedy liked it. But you know what? I, yeah. That's 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 two thirds. You know, I'm going to give it. Uh, I'm going to. It's, it's like a light recommendation for me. I give it three uh, bright red Pennywise. Bright red, white red. Three bright red Pennywise clown noses. Nice. It's just a what soft recommendation. Right next to the, the, the wrestler. The wrestler. I think it pulls off <laughs> what the wrestler. Tra- <laughs> it, it, it's just as successful as the wrestler as it was trying to pull off. Jesus. It's two thirds good <laughs> and it's two thirds good and one third forgettable. Or, uh, or, uh, or bad. Okay, Mike. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with four uh, bright white, uh, bright white penny white clown noses uh, for uh, Creep Show <laughs> One. Um, it, it's an essential anthology film. You know, it's basically just kind of echoing everything that Justin just said. Um, you know, it it, it does kind of seem to capture the the mania of Stephen King. Also, yeah. Um, you know, you watch this movie and you can kind of tell man like he was just on another level and i mean he was just so in demand in the in the sense that like people would just there was a, an energy about him that you can kind of still see from this you know like obviously there you can go watch documentaries or you can go read people talking about that time and you go read reviews or whatever but just watch this movie and you're like oh yeah like stephen king was a total thing like and his aesthetic was like absolutely something else in horror and in, in just pop culture in general. And I feel like this definitely captures that feeling for sure. And it also captures this, the feeling of, of that, that the, of reading a Stephen King book also, even if they're all, all our short stories for the most part. Mm. Um, so I love that. Having said that, uh, creep show two is garbage and, um, <laughs> I'm going, one, I'm going to 1.5 for this one. I love the raft. I love the raft so much. And what'd you guys give the hitchhiker? You know, uh, the Hitchhiker was like not good. I, I, I would, I still. The thing is, is like as a whole, yeah. You have to remember those epilogues are like they're long. Yeah. The animation's garbage. I mean, it's just like it's not a well-made movie, and it's really like it's kind of hammy. Um, you know, yeah. it's very hammy actually. So yeah, one one point five for me. So Brett, uh, I'm gonna give the OG Creepshow uh, four. Uh, I'm gonna give it four uh, 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 creeps. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. And the creep, the creep rating system. Um, I'm gonna give it four creeps because I think I mean three out of five of those are fucking great, yeah. and the other two aren't bad. Um, and Creep Show two, I have to say one and a half. I want to almost go two, uh, but no. like the raft is so, is I love the raft, but you it's love not, it. You love the raft. I think it's. <laughs> You love the raft. I want to be the raft. I love Jesus. it. Um, 
I think it's great, but like you're right, the rest of it does kind of hold it down. So it's going to be a one and a half. Yeah. Uh, one and a half oil slicks. There oil you slicks. go. There it is. Uh, yeah, I, I can give Creep Show uh, four to five Creep Shows. That's what you're supposed. <laughs> that's what you're supposed to say, God Brett. I was, I was like I'm trying to telepathically give you that rating, but you blew it. Uh, I love that movie. I mean, Wait, it's not like four. Well, you said four to five. No, four, four out, out of five. five. Four out of five. Okay, okay, I got it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's not the most perfect movie ever, but I love it. I've seen it. So many times. Saw when I was a kid. It's just one of these movies. that's just like I love and can watch all the time. I think it's great. And Creepshow Two. That movie's trash. The raft <laughs> sucks. The rest of it sucks. I don't know what's wrong with you guys. You shouldn't have to work this hard to be like, well, but actually, it isn't so. It's like it isn't any good. It looks terrible. The story sticks forever. It's terrible storytelling. The acting sucks. I'm gonna get zero. I get Creepshow Two zero. That's right. Holy no, shit! I, 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 I if I gave horror movies zero, if I rated horror movies on the acting performances, I would not be sitting here right now. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, Come Mark. on. There's a different genre. Hey it's man, he's passes. entitled. He's entitled to his rating. Uh, yeah, this is unprecedented. Would, but he called us assholes. Whoever's trying to fight Joe, welcome to my fucking life. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, um, uh, no uh, we love you guys. We're gonna we're gonna cap things off today. Uh, we're gonna Justin's gonna give us a little breakdown of the Creep Show comic book. Uh, Joe, Brett, have you have you uh, read this? I no. actually have. Uh, not interesting story. Uh-huh. Uh, I bookstore in the town i grew up in uh one of those like independent bookstores had the one creep show comic and i and i uh found it before i actually saw creep show and i was like this is the craziest thing ever and then later when i saw creep show i was like oh now i get it but for a while there i i, I saw the comic first and it's terrifying the the, the comic as i remember yeah it. it's really good i mean it's it's the perfect length it it, it makes the jordy varel story a lot better because it's only you know eight pages long pretty much it's mm-hmm. like two panels for the all the fancy sequences drawings is like way more oh it looks a lot you could do a lot more obviously in this animation i've I've pointed out a few things i really like about a couple of minor things i like about it is um there's a mention of at the very end of the lonesome death in the movie when they're showing the signs does this say castle rock like five miles or whatever um i don't remember that from the movie because they mentioned that a couple times in the comic oh that they're like please call doctor and he's in castle rock five miles away whatever a couple minor changes um billy's death is in the comic is awesome I shouldn't, you know, it's violent. So they also, the crate comes uh, before. Yeah, the, the order is um, different. The, the crate comes something ha- halfway. It over. comes, it's the third one instead of the fourth one. Yeah. yeah. But Billy's death, the, the monster just jumps off and just bites her right in her face. Oh, and, like man. envelopes her entire face. It's disgusting. It's kind of like what uh, and, Pennywise um, does to, uh, to. Spoiler alert. In, in it. But this actually. looks, actually, even yeah. though this is animation, it looks more realistic. <laughs> um, Funny. And I like the end. Oh, something to tide you over. The, the shots of it being on Leslie Nielsen's face, it's it's from behind him, and you see uh, footsteps going into the ocean. Oh, that's creepy. With the moonlight. And I thought that that's, was a pretty creepy ending. Yeah, a pretty right. creep showy ending. Yeah. Um, the animation's ter- terrific against uh, Bernie Wrightson, does it? The late Bernie Wrightson. The, he, did the, he, did, he did a lot of King stuff. He did The Stand. Yeah, yeah. I Cycle, of the did Cycle of the Werewolf. Yeah. yeah. Tom the cover, the cover is actually by Jack Kamen, who... Did the old DC comics, the old uh, Tales of the Crypt comics? So I thought that was a cool little addition here. They just they just reissued it too. Um, but if you yeah. want to try, if you're you know a first edition hunter like uh, like uh, moi, uh, you could find them on eBay. I know right now I just looked one up. It's like seventy five dollars for first edition soft cover, which uh, 
Seems pretty high, but that's actually kind of a steal considering I imagine these were kind of rare. Yeah, I bought mine for eighteen dollars at that awful um, Amazon Books pop up store. Uh, so wow, they uh, wait, did you there? really? I'm part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, wait, I wait, did. they actually had the creep show. They had the, the creep show thing there. That's like yeah. based on that's an algorithm. Cool. I also like, like the uh, the cover. Also, it's it's the creep looking into the room of the kid who ends up doing the whole voodoo doll thing. Yeah, but there's three movie posters. Actually, it's the Dawn of the Dead poster, the yeah. Carrie movie poster. But it's the shining book poster, not mm. the movie poster. Ooh. Because it's, it's the, the King. King. It's, 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 it's the Danny with the blank face. So I thought that was a nice. Because you know, it was like, this is like peak King hatred for uh, oh, definitely. For, yeah, Stan, totally. or for Stanley Kubrick. But definitely check it out. I mean, I'm not. I'm definitely not a big comic book fan, but this is really impressive. Nice. Oh, and also once again, the creep is constantly narrating throughout and does all the transitions in the comic. Uh, which is, which is comic you know, as well. gives, but it works better, I think. In comic yeah, as, of course. Of yeah. course. Sweet. Well, uh, Joe, Brett, we just want to thank you guys so much for uh, joining us for this discussion. Yo, thanks of Creep for Show having Creep us. Show too. Yeah, this yeah. Was so uh, much fun. Thank you. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, Listeners, uh, subscribe to the New Flesh podcast. It's great. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Uh, follow these guys on their social channels, Brett Redacted. And Joe, you're just your name on Twitter, right? Believe it. <laughs> Joey Bella I'm on Twitter. I'm not hiding from nothing, man. My name is on everything I say and do online. I reject nice. that well, shit. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. This has been a pleasure talking to you. And oh. uh, stay tuned next week, listeners, for our episode on the Gunslinger. We're kicking off. Nice. We're it's going to be a long journey. Uh, we're heading. Because down I should beginning. get Idris Elba. Hey, I, I listened <laughs> oh, yeah. to that audio book and it wasn't very good. Have fun, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, the first the first Gunslinger is an interesting one. But uh, yeah, cool. Well, thanks so much, guys, and uh, to the listeners, we love you. Uh, please like us on. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and give us a rating on iTunes. That really helps. We appreciate it. Otherwise, we will see you in a week. Long days and pleasant nights. Consequence Podcast Network.